And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. Sheen Washable. Yep. So is A. The Mask Chris Massey. And the Red Baron. <laughs> Alright, uh, welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk, the last February edition. Short month. Yeah, went by quick. Then it's into March, the birthday month of Souls and J Mart. And then after that, we're into to May, because we're skipping April this year. Yeah, just clean skip. Fuck I'm, I'm picking up some like weird noises yeah, in these headphones. You know, I hit my uh, hat on the microphone a no, couple it, times. It kind of sounds like it sounds like we're in a kitchen, like not like 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 a like a chef's kitchen. No, it's not. It's not that. It's, it's I don't know. I, I'm not used I, to the I headphones. I hear what you're talking about. I'm not used to the headphones. Anyway, all right. Uh, starting lineup: Souls A. So I got from Evil Twin Brewing, Soul Made. They make a lot of beer called Souls, like different Souls things. There's also some brewery, it's in Simsbury, not the brewery, like the 12-pack I found. It's like $24, so I like can't justify buying it yeah. for you, because you'll probably hate it. <laughs> but it's called, um, what is it? oh, it's called, what is it? oh, Enlightening Your Souls. And then it's a bunch of different beers called different souls things. Does it end in ES? Yeah, it does. So you should buy that. I kind of have to. <laughs> Machine? I have uh, another Alchemist beer from Vermont, the Focal Banger IPA. Machine Washable is a slave to the standard IPA <laughs> train. <laughs> a, a guy from work went up there a couple weeks ago and he brought me back a four pack. But what, I, I think your I think your three favorite breweries are like Alchemist, Treehouse, and then like Nebco. See, I, I wouldn't put Alchemist and Treehouse in there just because I haven't been there, and I've only had a couple of things from each each one. Well, there's only a couple things worth having from Alchemist. Yeah, that's true. Mass Chris Massey? Uh, trying to break into, uh, you know... Not, not Coors Light. Light. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually stopped by and visited Riddler at... Uh, Whiskey and Wine World Whiskey in Vernon. Whiskey and Wine tonight. Uh, trying uh, Starlet by uh, uh, City Steam. Pretty average, like craft beer selection but they have a cooler up front that like one of those coke coolers they break up a whole bunch of different 16 ounce four packs and it's just create your own four pack 16.99 flat and they've got like all kind of dogfish 120 in there they've got sip of sunshine too juicy like whatever you want sorry red baron i was trying to see paul (laughs) i have uh, i didn't know you were using (laughs) double fuzzy so you got that from the phil collection yep this was from last week so can you just start buying your own beer well you know there's stuff available and it's I usually do. I, I plan to. No, no, no. You know, no, I don't know. No. Uh, I have, it's funny that I said that because I actually bought this. I, this is this is my <laughs> own purchase. But I guess, I guess Souls, I forgot he had this, but from Beard Brewing, Stunner for the Win. It's like a Stone Cold Steve Austin looking guy. Stone Cold Stunning, an Undertaker looking guy. That That's the exact reason why Kyle bought it. Because he saw the can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well. It's a cool can. And Stunner for the Win, I would have bought it for that reason alone. Toast of Excellence. I'll go first. Minus to Charles Tillman for graduating from the FBI Academy today. Also to the NHL for 
showing once again that NHL trade deadline is way more exciting than any other sport trade deadline, and that NHL teams are more like family than any other sport. Fuck all the other sports. <clears throat> Fuck them all. Matt Trugarello got traded, and Henrik Lundqvist like, got all choked up because he, he didn't think he was going to go, and he's like, they were like best friends. Sad. That doesn't happen in the NBA. They're just like, yeah, whatever. More shots for me. That echoed. Ooh, I don't like echo. There yeah. we go. I heard that too, though. Yeah, fix your, fix your there we go. sound quality. Jesus, Red Baron. <laughs> How's that? I don't know. I took the headphones off because that hurt. <laughs> Mass Chris Massey, do you have a toast of excellence? Um, I have one. Uh, it's kind of a weird one to Trent Richardson to continue. Three touchdowns. Yeah. To continue to have one of the most puzzling stat lines that I've ever seen. Leads the leads the league with six, six touchdowns, but only has 2.3 yards of carry. So his NFL career. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty, I mean, he was just kind of like the power goal line guy anyway. Had no vision, though. Yeah. Souls, eh? He's coming back. So, my toast of excellence is to one rubber craft. Boo. No. Did you see the fake movie poster? Danny DeVito is Robert Kraft coming <laughs> this summer. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell. That guy. Also, the picture of Tom Brady dressed up as a woman was pretty Hilarious. Funny. Deserves credit. Hmm? He deserves credit. Good for him. Didn't get a slap on the wrist. Pay a big fine. Whatever. And have a lot more money to. I just like just like anybody that's like talking about it and like nothing's gonna happen to the Patriots. Like everyone's just like, oh, take their job. Like you can't, no. you can't hurt the team for something he did. It's not like he was like Spygate or anything like that. Like he broke a law outside of football. He's gonna get in trouble personally. Like everyone's like, oh, take their draft picks or suspend Tom. Well, Brady. You can't suspend Tom Brady because Robert Kraft fucked a hoe. <laughs> It doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Otherwise, like, every starting quarterback in the NFL wouldn't be playing. The NFL like can fine him. They can't pull picks and stuff, but they no, can't they fine can, him. The NFL can fine him, but they yeah, can't that's penalize I mean. the team. Yeah. My uh, my toast is to Ja Rule for giving <laughs> arguably the greatest halftime show we've ever seen. I don't know. Did you guys see this at all? Yeah. I did, yeah. It is the funniest thing. I think so far of 2019. out for 90s night. <laughs> I like when he comes, you guys ready? Guess not. Uh, guess not, huh? <laughs> He's uh, fat now. Oh, it's so I still funny. love that 50 Cent, like whenever he does a concert, 50 Cent buys out the first three rows. Nobody <laughs> can sit in them. 50 Cent keeps the beef real. Red Baron? Uh, not a very good one. I just saw this and I liked it a lot. You ever see, it was, it was on Bleacher Report, they... It was like a, a wedding, and they did like uh, I don't know, it was the best band. And oh, <laughs> the joke slam, joke slam through yeah. the table. Not really sports related. Kind of watched that, that in the car on the way here. <laughs> All right, crack them. Not wasting any time today. Nice, <laughs> nice waterfall. This is fucking fantastic. You like it? Oh, oh yeah, it's got that real like. Why, why didn't you, I don't understand why you didn't like this. I, I don't know. It, it tastes it, like a standard IPA. It could have been... Um, it's just super bitter. It could have been because it me. was the second beer I had, so it, I don't know. I like it. I'm all about it. All right, Mass's Monumentous Moments. So right. we're, we're changing it up. Uh, do you want to do you want to or you want me to do it? Uh, well, yeah, I can do it. All right, so um, the Mass's Monumentous okay. Moments, we're going to change it up. You're going to do the actual moments. I'm just going to describe You Go don't ahead. talk very Go well. Go ahead. Um... It's like, having, it's like having a male Rebecca on the show sometimes. Ooh. Um, nah, just kidding. But um, so instead of doing just today in sports, because not every day is a great day in sports, um, Master's going to do this week. Every, right. So you're going to do like like six, five, five to eight, whatever. It depends on how big busy the week was. 
but it's going to be from today until Sunday. So this upcoming week in sports history. So anything notable. Masses monumentous moments. Masses monumentous moments. All right. This day. Uh, today. <laughs> sorry. This day This day in, uh, in uh, sports history. Muhammad Ali TKO's Sonny Liston for his first heavy world or for his first world heavyweight championship title. So the great got his first. Now, February 26th, in 1935, the New York Yankees released Babe Ruth. Uh, February 27th. Nice crowd reaction on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, 1989, February 27th, Dallas Cowboys fire head coach Tom Landry after 29 years with the team. Wow. Got a great hat selection. <laughs> March 1st. 1963, Mickey Mantle of the New York Yankees signs a baseball contract worth $100,000 total, which... Keep in mind, we're about to see somebody sign $350 million. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a With the Dodgers. Bit. Yeah. That's, that much. It, He's going to the Dodgers. Your dad thinks so. Dad's wrong. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. Your dad knows not more baseball than you. <laughs> your dad knows more baseball than you. Not more than Mock, though. Mm. What else you got? March 2nd, uh, 1972, Hank Aaron becomes the first baseball player to sign for $200,000 a year, which, you know, that's less than 10 years, but that's still a pretty significant jump. So a lot more than I'm making. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On this day, March 2nd, 1969, New York Yankees legend Mickey Mantle announces his retirement, finishes 18-season career with 536 home runs and a two ninety-eight batting average. Average. <laughs> I'm saying Cespedes is going to do the same thing this year. <laughs> In three games played. <laughs> All right. Uh, he might. This one was of particular interest to the Riddler, and this one is probably the most significant out of all of these. Uh, 1962, March 3rd. Wilt Chamberlain scores an incredible record 100 points in an NBA game. How many assists? None. You know he. You know when he scored 100 points, there was still like 8 minutes left in the game, and he said that he wasn't going to score anymore, because he just didn't think he needed to? <laughs> well. <laughs> like, he could have dropped the buck 50. <laughs> also, on top of that, I'd like it to be known that Mass asked me, that's got to be near the top, right? For most points scored? I don't know basketball. I don't know what you want from <laughs> I was like, it's pretty close. <laughs> it's up there. Right Jeremy Lin that one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, because... Well, you know, I don't know. If, I mean, I mean, Souls would probably be the only one that would know this out of the other three of you. But I was telling him, I think there's a list of, I think it's only like six players all time. I think because someone did it recently this year, I think that have ever clips the seventy point seventy point mark. I think it's only like six. I think somebody broke. Didn't somebody score seventy this year? I thought, I thought he did. The last one to do it was Devin. Booker. That was Devin Booker. I think it's only like six, though. Like five or I don't think there's that many. I know jo- Jordan didn't do it. Wilt Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, yep. David uh, David Thompson. Yeah, there's like there's always weird guys on this list. It's like Elgin the Nick Baylor, David Robinson. Oh yeah, and, and Devin Booker. And Devin Booker. Those I are forgot the David six. Robinson did it. I also had a quadruple double. Damn. That would have been great to have in Fanduel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Masses oh, Monument and most. All right, yeah. Masses. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Alliteration for the win. All right. Um, congratulations, Mass. I like, Thanks. like that. Appreciate that. We need more, like, 
chatter though. So it's not just you reading. He was. I was trying to get everything shared and set up from our pages. Share it later. Don't don't share it. Later. You should share it now. No, you share it later. You can talk. Otherwise, they won't listen. All right. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, a random NFL player. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Kendall's favorite thing of the day. I just like it. It's guaranteed you know? football talk. Well, we're not talking, if we're not talking football, Kendall's bored. That's not true. I used to do a trivia question. That was X-Nade. Do you want to do the trivia question again? Nah, we got a system going now. Don't don't fix it if it ain't broke. All right. Uh, I was looking at my saved things. So I always save them. The person I want to do, and there's a picture of Stone. Or there's a video of Stone Cold Steve Austin dancing to uh, Rick Astley. <laughs> now, there are headphones everywhere, and Rebecca's sitting here with her iPad, really <laughs> quiet, held up to her ear. <laughs> Yeah, I Rebecca, know. I right, have... This one hits home for, for the Red Baron. Do you want these? Wide receiver Roscoe Parrish. Hey! Uh, 5'10 wide receiver from Miami, Florida, who played for the Buffalo Bills from 2005 to 2011, and then a bunch of practice squads, but never... Or, like, off-season stuff, but never never made the cut again after. Um, in his career, he had 1,502 receiving yards. He had 19... 190 total return yards for 24 total touchdowns in 90 games. How many receptions? The new player's name again one more time. Roscoe Parrish. Thank you. Let's look it up six, real quick. <laughs> played for six years. Very injury prone. Six years, 1,500 yards, 24 total touchdowns, return man and wide receiver. How many total receptions? Hmm. Hmm. This is tough for me because it's like... I feel like he didn't have a lot of receptions, but he was always on the field until he was hurt and yeah. missed all that time. <laughs> um, Other real great analysis. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you said, he was always a like, return guy, and then he was, I don't, I don't know, he was number three receiver, maybe. 82. Okay. Hmm. 95. I'm going to go with... 121. 186. Right. As per rule implemented a couple weeks ago to full around the horn, everybody was way off. 301. God damn it. I was wow. going to go in the three. Slot receiver. Yeah. I, I just, I don't yeah. know why. It's I like everybody like the Edelman so thing. Low. Like, he's like an, he was like the Edelman thing. Just beat the guy off the off the line, caught the ball for four yards, and then was tackled by a linebacker. See, it was, it was, it was really the yards that were getting me. Because I know he was hurt, but like six years, only 1,500 yards. But That's what I'm saying he didn't probably caught a lot, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Still one of my favorites, though. That's not true. Wish he played longer, and oh. healthier. Poison. Not looking forward to this. All right, uh, Red Baron. Um, you. That's not great. I don't have to do this because I did the trivia. Uh-huh. Well, I was. I don't know. I what? heard it around the horn. <coughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Smelt it. Or saying it'll come back this way. <laughs> uh, but I had, I had an idea, and it, it was something that I was like, hey, you know, we're going to do something with NBA players and do kind of like a, a Yankee swap thing. I think, and I had a tough time coming up with uh, a good concept, so I think we're going to put it on ice for now. I talked with the Riddler over the week, and I thought it's kind of like a supplement thing for the time being. Uh, what we could do, it's, it's fun to do like a, a start you know, sit, cut thing. Now, it's usually see that, I think, probably more so for NFL than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I compiled here a few players, a few teams, rather, 
And I tried to go out of the realm of like, like, oh, of course you're always going to start LeBron. So I tried to keep away from that a little bit. But I've compiled a couple lists here. And I don't know. I guess we're going to just compose it to the, the room here. And then you guys will go down and we'll see if it differentiates. So let me just pull it up real quick. I'll have to turn off Facebook so I'll be able to comment. Mark, that will be uh, I got, I got the Facebook your one. responsibility. Your responsibility, Wilbur. Dun, dun, dun. Wilbur, what's that? Like a Charlotte's web line? I made it up. I always get this private stuff. What are, we, what, what are we doing? We're doing Kendall's thing. He's listing his names. Is what? That's He's not gonna great. Give us the start, sit, cut thing. Oh, just drinking. <laughs> well, he, he was doing his around the horn. <laughs> you guys talk about your show. I was gonna drink. All right. So I do have, if you guys want, I have the players' like stats. I kind of tried to pick some 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 team leaders. So if you guys want that, I can pull it up for you. But if not, we'll just go for it. So the first team I have is the Hawks. The names I have are John Collins, Jalen Adams, Trey Young. Start, sit, cut. Souls, you want to start? Yeah, I'll start uh, John Collins. I'll sit Jalen Adams and I'll bench Trey Young. Now, do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, John Collins is the best player on the team. Jalen Adams doesn't play. And Trey Young is good, but he's still young. Like, he's not John Collins yet. Now, Mark, would you like to hear any of these stats before making your decision? So we're doing start, sit, cut? Yeah. Okay. I'm starting Collins. Wait. S- we're doing all the same team? Well, we, we can. Are you giving uh, him a new team? No. I was going to go down the line. So yeah, we're doing all the... Oh, okay. All the same team, and then we'll move on. Unless you want to... No, 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 no. I will just have to play. So I'm starting Collins, sitting Trey, cutting the third guy. Got his name. <laughs> Jalen Hannah. Yep. Mass? I'm Googling <laughs> who these people are. Now, I have, if you want stats, yeah, I have... Give me the stats. Right, real quick, I have about a million tabs open here on my <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> it was the thing I deemed the best thing to do. I'm proud of you, Kendall. It was the best thing to do? I don't know. So John Collins is averaging 19 points a game. We have here Jalen Adams, who is a 100% free throw shooter, by the way. <laughs> this is a pretty ridiculous stat. Trey Young is averaging, seven, is averaging 7.7 assists per game. He is also the uh, team's leader in three-point percentage with 44.4% rather. And we get some more points per game for you. Well, Souls, I thought you were raising your hand. Yeah, Rita's just having a really good time over there. Sorry, it's loading. My bad. Really derailing. <laughs> Riveting hey, Souls. radio. Souls, what was your order again? <laughs> you're going to start John Collins, you're going to sit Trey on, and you're going to cut John Adams. There you go. Yep. All right, Riddler, what do you got? Yep. He okay. agreed. That's Next that. team. All right. <laughs> Wizards. Bradley Beal, John Wall, Thomas Bryant. Right, well, I'm going to sit John Wall because he's injured, but I don't want to cut him. Well, we going off this year alone? This year alone. 
Are we going on? Uh, are we assuming injuries? Because no, 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 injuries aside. All right. So Bradley Beal, John Wall, and who? Thomas, Thomas Bryant. Bryant. All right. So I'm gonna start John Wall. I'm gonna sit Bradley Beal, and I'm gonna cut. <laughs> yep. C. I'm starting Bradley Beal. I knew he was going to. I knew he was going to do that. He hates John Wall. Because <laughs> he's not that good. He's better than Bradley Beal. They're, they're way better without him. But he's better than Bradley Beal. No, he's not. I think he is. Bradley Beal scores more. Ooh. He shoots better. He defends better. Eh, I don't know about that. He does. I don't think he's that much John Wall just gets steals. That's it. That's important. He also gets beat a lot. It's important. Steals are important. Also tears his Achilles while sitting at home. <laughs> but if, if you got no steals in 2K, your games would be a lot more frustrating for you. I would still win. Would you? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Uh, Golden State Warriors series without steals, don't don't think that's true. Anyway, go ahead. You can start Beal. It's fine. I know you're a big Beal dick right now. I just think he's better than John Wall. Anyways. So it's tough for a, a team like that, I feel, because it's like you got those two like in, in, in Wall and in Beal. And I think to have a, a third guy, I, I picked Thomas Bryant because he was sh- highest percentage shooting on the team this year. Well, that's because he plays about 15 minutes a game, and all he can do is dunk. Well, be that as it may, he's still the team leader. All right. Anytime you see the like league, the team fielding percentage, it's usually the center. Remember that. Sometimes. All the time. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hornets. Cody Zeller, Jeremy Lamb, Bismack Biombo. Oh, didn't go Kemba. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready to go Kemba. No. We're, we're starting Bismack. Just for the name. Bismarcky. <laughs> go first. Say the three names again, please. <laughs> Cody Zeller, Jeremy Lamb, and Bismack Biombo. I'm going to... You want me to go first? No. All right. I'm going to start Cody Zeller. Sit Jeremy Lamb. Sorry, Bismack. You're cut. I'm, I'm, I'm starting Zeller sitting Biombo and cutting Jeremy Lamb. The I'm whole time... Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Oh, go ahead. I don't know what? if that's what Mock said. Well, no, I had the the cut and sit different. The whole time I was saying that, I was waiting for Kyle to like stare daggers at me, and it didn't happen. Well, it's funny because I remember Story, the, he stared at me and said, "The Mike Mock rule that if you don't know the player's name, then they're not good." <laughs> <laughs> it's it works in the NBA. If I don't know your name, you must be terrible. I'm starting Jeremy Lamb, cutting Bismack, sitting Cody Zeller. I don't like Jeremy Lamb. I don't think he's good at all. UConn, great. Better than those three. Those two. I don't know. I think they're all pretty much in the same Bismack boat. Bismack is terrible. <laughs> but I think that Jeremy Lamb is only looks somewhat decent because he's on a, that team. That's it. Not, hey, I agree with you, but that Bismack sucks and Cody Zeller is not much better. I like Cody Zeller. We saw that guy play, didn't we? Yeah, we saw all of them play. Uh, I wish I knew who Bismack was then. Actually, no, he didn't. He wasn't there. Uh, thanks, Kyle. You liar. <laughs> I'll do private sack court. <laughs> Reed, what do you got? Send it this way. I also picked Bismack because he was the team leader in blocks. <laughs> With one. One per game. <laughs> no, no. Just one total? No, no. One, one per game. But, you know... With a name like that. Can you imagine how bad the team would be if the leader was with one all season? <laughs> Miss, you want to sneak that down to souls there? All right, now this one is kind of like the 76ers. So I think we all kind of know how it's going to go. It's Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Jimmy Butler. Start, sit, cut. 
I was hoping that this one was going to perhaps generate some more. Uh... Well, we're all, I think we're all pretty much in uh, agreement here that we cut Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> we sit Ben Simmons and you start Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Mass, go first. Is that your actual one? No. Mass, I, go, I, 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 go ahead, Mass. Joel Embiid starts. Um... All right. Simmons sits. <laughs> Hold on. Simmons sits, and who's the third one? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Bye, bye, Jimmy. Start Embiid, sit Butler, cut Simmons. You're starting Embiid, sitting Simmons, cutting Butler. Yep, I agree. Now, is this Souls because Look, you're I, such a it, big Simmons a, fan? It, that, no, that, that's a real tough one. It, Simmons has a lot, a much higher ceiling, but for right now, Jimmy Butler can defend better than Simmons. He's a better scorer. Simmons is a really very above average all-around player that's going to be a great all-around player one day. But for right now, and for me, with Embiid and Butler, you can fill in the rest of the team. And you know you're going to get the scoring from those two. Because like when Simmons has an off night, you're missing, like, what? Like If, he, if he's only dropping five points, what are you missing? You're missing, like, what, 10, 10 to... 10 to 12 points. Was he average 17 a game? Around there. Like, Butler, Butler's been a little different this year. Like, Butler this year isn't a representation of what Jimmy Butler is because Jimmy Butler wasn't happy in Minnesota. He kind of had a little bit of a rough transition. Like, he came in really hot for, like, three games for Philadelphia, hit that game winner. Then kind of, like... Two. Yeah, two game winners. Then he kind of, like, had, like, a weird transition. And I don't think that was on him. I just think the team was kind of, like, meshing to what they need to be. The team's figuring out what their identity needs to be when they go into the postseason because they're going to make the postseason. It's just a matter of what number they are. So they're all kind of like figuring themselves out, even with the addition of Tobias Harris and Boban still. So, like for me, like right now, like come playoff time, I think like Butler would be more beneficial than Simmons, in my opinion. But that's a tough one. I mean, all of them can start. Well, fuck your opinion. They could all start. Could cut them all. <laughs> Trade all three. For Anthony Davis. No right. shot. That's a big <laughs> loss trade. So I wouldn't trade all three of them for the rights to the Pelicans franchise. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that waste management dumpster removal is worth more than the Pelicans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's actually very lucrative. Real quick, Donna Zona tuned in, said great shows. Hi, Mikey. No. Cool. Mikey. Mikey. Yeah, my family does. Really? Oh. Yeah. Good thing we're family. Now, that's another one we've done probably a million times, but Warriors, Steph, Durant, Thompson. Start Durant, sit Curry, cut Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is, is it really that, you know, set in stone? The problem is, is that Curry has proven, Clay is by far superior in all defensive categories over Steph. I personally think that perimeter defensively, I think Clay's the best perimeter defender out of all three of them. I think Durant has better is can do more down low and he's got the length to like if you beat him he can recover with the length. So like they kind of like are even in my eyes, but Durant is a proven top-notch scorer, proven top-notch defender. He gets the start. Curry kind of lacks defensively a little bit. He can create his own shot. He's got an amazingly quick release and outstanding range. Like, I think Clay is a better pure shooter than Curry. I think Curry's better off balance and from and has the range. 
but Curry has proven that he can consistently drop 30, whereas Clay hasn't. Like, Clay's either going to get you, like, like somewhere in, like, the 15 to 20 range. And then he'll explode for 53 sometime. In five minutes. With with four dribbles. After missing practice. <laughs> While well, he has a hot dog. <laughs> I was trying to think of something to keep that going. <laughs> that cow made me laugh. All right, so piggybacking off of that. Boogie, Draymond, Iguodala. Doing the same thing. Yeah, so in that situation, you start Boogie, Boogie. sit Draymond, and cut Iguodala. No more love for Iguodala? Too old? No, it's just he's just not on the same playing field as those guys. He gets minutes. Yeah, yeah. He gets minutes. Doesn't mean he's that... What is what is that? Stanley gets Johnson minutes. gets minutes. Yeah. And he deserves it. No, he doesn't. Well, Iguodala deserves more than Stanley Johnson does. Of course he does. Well, there. Well, thank you for eating my point. Fucking tattoo criminal for the Sixers gets minutes. What's his name? Mike Scott. Mike Scott. He gets minutes. He was supposed to be in jail. Yeah. What do you do? We're going by uh, remember, you Mox remember? rules, though. He, he doesn't he know the, the name. He's the guy that got caught with a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I can't remember that. A lot of weed. <laughs> How much weed are we talking? Uh, he was supposed to go to jail for like 20 years. Like trafficking weed? Lot, lots of weed? Yeah. Like enough to get an intent to sell charge. And then, like, they said whatever. Adam Silver's his lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Boris stepped My in. client. <laughs> My client. <laughs> all right, so no love for Iguodala. That's fine. That's no, fine. There's no love for Iguodala. I like Iguodala more than I like all three of them, the other two. But if I'm trying Just to build a fucking franchise. Fall, yeah. You know what? I'm starting Iguodala. Cutting green. It'd be like if you told me Clay Thompson, Wizards Jordan, and Blazers Scottie Pippen. Like, sorry, but I got to start Clay in that situation. <laughs> Sean Camp. Sean Camp. Sean Camp. Sonics. All right. Well, I'm I've Houston right now, but I had a typo, so I'm just going to correct it right this second. All right. PJ Tucker. Kenneth Reed. Or Clint Capella. Starting Ooh. Clint Capella. You're cutting P.J. Tucker. I'm sitting Kenneth Reed. I'm starting Kenneth Reed. Sitting Capella. Cutting Tucker. Kenneth Reed's been killing it ever since he landed in Houston. I tell you, as Kendall was reading those names, I was waiting for the name I knew. I'm starting Capella. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes from I don't know any of them to whatever Kyle says. <laughs> I know Capella. Now, um, what were the other two? I know one was P.J. Tucker. Who was the third name? Uh, Kenneth Freed. He's getting set. Tucker's gone. Wow. Take that. What if I threw uh, Chris Paul in the mix? You cutting him? Chris Paul, out of here. Too <laughs> old. <laughs> Go to the Pelicans. Nice. <laughs> um, riveting radio. Give me the names one more time. <laughs> so, PJ Tucker, Kenneth Reed, Clint Capella. While, while you ponder, Jeffrey Allen on Facebook. I think we're talking about the guy in the Sixers that he said should have went to jail. He said that he didn't like cocaine, just likes the smell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Matt. Star Capella, Sif Reed, cut the third guy. There it is. Bye-bye, PJ. Because, like, PJ Tucker is, like, he's good defensively, but he gets you three points a game. My most nights. I'm sure he averages, like, seven. But, like, there's a lot of games where he's just, like, nothing. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> well, th- does he do enough defensively to make up for it? Not really. Oh, okay. You say it's annoying as a, a FanDuel user? Is that what? Correct. <laughs> There's always a reason. You need a cheaper guy. He's usually there. 
At that point, he's looking for minute guys. Hopefully, something happens. What's an average price for him? It's like $2,800? Yeah, the lowest you can go is 35 Fucking guy plays like 30 minutes a game. Really? I thought I could have I bought players there for like $2,900. No, Kendall, if that was the case, I would have a lot more stars on the team. Well. I, uh, I have a question. You, we're talking FanDuel here. Can you set up like private leagues in that? Yeah. We should do that. Like dollar buy-ins every week? I'd do it. Why not? We don't have a choice. I'll set it up tomorrow. It's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> that gives me something to do. <laughs> it works out set for both nights because we've already got money in it. <laughs> now, so is you like a broker? Like if I just pay you cash, can I do it that way so I don't have to give a card? We can talk about it. All right. No, I'm feeling good about it. I'm charging you two no. bucks every time. Charging you two dollars. The down. thing is, though, is like Kyle would still have to enter a card. Yeah, just mine. Yeah, but you're gonna you have to create a whole new account. So you're gonna create an account no, for Kevin. I'm, I'm willing to no, create the inconvenience. You have to create an account for him to put his team in. Because it would be huh? We put two teams in. I think we should make all of our accounts with Kyle's card. Next team, please. <laughs> I got a lot of money tied up in gold, so it's hard for me to. All right, Rod Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the Jazz. Ooh, Rudy Gobert. Dabo Cevalosa, Ricky Rubio. I know two of those names. Okay. I'm starting Rudy Gobert. Cutting Thabo. Sitting Ricky. Uh, just because Rudy is way better than all of them. Thabo barely plays. Ricky Rubio it does enough. Passing. Come off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, I had the same same lineup. Same. Yeah. He kind of like picked like what would you rather get like would you rather get a C minus a D plus or an A? <laughs> From history, I mean, at least for me and Kyle, we usually went with the D, so <laughs> and end up in summer school together. And we happened once, but we had a lot of time playing baseball afterwards. All right, we'll move on uh, to Portland. Myers Start Lillard, Evan Turner. And a big fan of this guy's name, Joseph Nurchik. Okay, again, you did the same thing. So wait, hold on. What do we do? Nurchik? Who? Yeah, Nurchik? can you say the three? Evan again? Turner and uh, Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard. Okay, I'm going to start Nurchik. Okay. And I'm going to sit. I already forgot the second guy again. Evan Turner. <laughs> I'm trying to do like 60 things over here while, while we're doing this. And then cut Leonard. Yeah, because my Leonard also doesn't play. He also just sucks. Good story. Sucks. Listen, he's a team leader. You want to know what he's a team leader in? He plays nine minutes a game. What is he leading? Hold on. Turnovers? Three-point percentage, Kendall? Let me get up my... Free-throw percentage? He is the leader in three... Point <laughs> <laughs> 47%. Because yeah, he takes like yeah. 12. That's all he does. Well, he leads in field goal percentage too. 54%. Because he doesn't play. Actually, he, he won't. He doesn't lead in field goal percentage. NBA.com or whatever stat thing you're looking on will have it listed as the top, but he won't. He won't make. Ta- he won't make enough field goals to qualify for it. Well, you know what? He's going to lose that because all the other players, even Ennis Cantor, is going to end up beating him. So sorry, Myers. Ennis Cantor's good. Did you see? Uh, after he he signed there, they like won the first game. He's like, huh? So this is what winning is. <laughs> Real smug. <laughs> like, thanks, guy. <laughs> Aren't you wanted? <laughs> uh, the Clippers. This is interesting. Daniel Gallinari, 
Lou Williams or Montrez Harrell? Ooh, good right. one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start Harrell, sit Williams, and cut Gallinari. And my reasoning is because Lou Williams is best off the bench. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm going with the same thing for the same reason. <laughs> Don't sound so mad about I, it. I can't, Lou, I can't keep Gallinari over Lou Williams, but I can't start Lou Williams because he's not going to be as good. Every time Lou Williams comes to bench, he scores like 29 points. Yeah, he's like Ben Gordon. That's not true. But See, I got to keep Gallinari. I know his name, so he's got to be good. You don't, know who's out. You, don't, you don't know who Montreal Harrell is? Nope, don't know him, but right, you guys so said he should start, so... There goes your, if I don't know him, he's not a good thing. Gallinari sucks. Put him down. Why does he suck? He's not that good. Kyle, if I know his name, he's got to be good. No. He, he was you a know Nick. Omar Sheik. <laughs> but that's the only outlier. He was a Nick. Do you know Joakim <laughs> Noah? Yeah. But okay. he, he was good. But he's not. But he was. Actually, he's actually doing pretty good in Memphis right now. <laughs> you know who Sheem to be? Nope. Liar. You're bullshitter. You, Do I? The Yukon guy? Seven three. The the name doesn't sound familiar. That's why I said that. You might know okay. him as the DJ. Do you know, Hashim, do you know any UConn player besides Ray Allen, Rip Hamilton, and Kemba Walker? Yeah, Jeremy Lamb, Shabazz. There you go. I know them. No, they are terrible. Team. He was on the Rudy Gay team. Rudy Gay also not that good in the NBA. Well, sort Roger, of get that to your boyfriend, please. Uh, I don't. I don't want your beers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ridley's trying to work. We all know that if this was Baron, I handed it to him and be gone in half a second. <laughs> Next I got team. that pub beer for free from, from Jack. Mm-hmm. Next team, bro. I got the pub yeah. beer for free. <laughs> I got you. Thanks. All right. The Bucks. Cut Giannis. Malcolm Brogdon, <laughs> Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe. Ooh. Massey, take the reins on this one. No, I would rather not. Take Bro- it. So wait, Brogdon, Bledsoe, and Middleton? Yeah, take the reins. All right, I'm going to start Brogdon, uh, bench Bledsoe, and cut Middleton. Okay. <laughs> Give him the Thanks. <laughs> All right, so anyway, um, Mock, I'm going to go ahead and let you go next. Here's a hint. Don't say same. <laughs> See, I'm starting Bledsoe, and it's because uh, I think it was last week me and Reed watched a Bucks game, and Bledsoe no, you played. Didn't. You watched did, five minutes of a Bucks we game. We watched the first quarter, and Bledsoe had a very good game. He had a very good quarter. <laughs> so I'm starting Bledsoe. I'm going to bench Middleton and cut the third guy. Okay. Well, you're going to start have... Middleton. You're going to bench Bledsoe, and you're going to cut Brogdon. I do. Oh, come around. on! I was so close. Yeah. I keep Bledsoe. I, I, I like I, Brogdon more just because he's more of a defender, and he's a killer three point shooter. Three and D. Yeah, like he's yeah. shooting like fifty four percent. I think that Bledsoe. Is more effective at creating his own shot, and he's scrappy. Can't go wrong with either one. No, it's like it's a good. But you a, have to start Chris Middleton because he was an all-star. Yeah, you also can't cut Chris Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't have to start him. I mean, like I, I'll give you the bod if you benched him, but you can't cut him. No, there's nothing you can say. Dimple chin. You know, you have a great, dim- good, you have I, a great I dimple on your chin. Kyle gave me a dirty look. I kind of wish Mass would get a piercing in his chin. <laughs> <laughs> like the like, like, a stud. like the ones just that like girls like get in their back. Oh, <laughs> just like, like a right giant here, stud. Right just... <laughs> do you have another one, Red Baron? Uh, I had one more that I was gonna kind of do on the fly, and then I was either gonna defer it to to Souls or or you if you had any. Okay. New York Mets. 
You seem to dissatisfied with what I just said. I'm there. dissatisfied with everything you do. <laughs> oh, this is true. I got one for you. All right. While you while you while you do your research on that one. All right. Boston Celtics. Cut Kyrie. Okay. All right. Ready? Here we go. Horford. Smart. Tatum. Starting Horford, sitting Tatum, cutting Smart. I agree. Fuck out, Horford. All right, so... Fucking hate that but guy. But I... He looks like an alien. I know Kyle. Well, someone knows. All right, that's right. I, I have... As long as someone knows. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not only me that knows. You guys should have heard me during that Celtic Sixer game. Yeah. Also, the guys that were Fuck sitting behind Daniel us... Fuck too. The guys that were sitting behind us said that they wished the towel boy would cut them. <laughs> what hilarious. the fuck? Yeah, it was pretty funny. You don't you don't know the, the history of the word cuck in this room, dude. It was the funniest. If thing. you ever decide to come on a, on a sports trip with us, you'll you'll be very yeah. accustomed by the All time right. we leave Connecticut. Except except for Jeff, because Jeff will be asleep until we get to Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, I have one other one. What do you got, Riddler? All right, hit us. You ready? Yeah. All right. Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma. Brandon Ingram. Okay. Starting Kuzma. Uh, sitting Lonzo, cutting Ingram. Lonzo's better defensively. Lonzo's going to get better as a ball distributor. I agree with you. I'm starting Ingram, sitting ball, cutting Kuzma. I think Kuzma's better. I think that I think Kuzma has a higher ceiling, but I don't think he's ever going to get there. I think he's going to be one of those people. I know the truth. They're the same goddamn player. Right, but I think that I think <laughs> I think Kuzma's going to be more like I think Kuzma's going to be more like a Rudy Gay. Like Rudy Gay came in with like all this potential and he came out pretty good and he's play, he's played throughout his NBA career He's a very serviceable player, could start for a lot of teams and whatnot. But he's just never had he's just never taken that next step and I think yeah. Kuzma's going to he's going to bottom out before he gets a chance to reach his actual potential. I I agree. I start Ingram, sit Lonzo. But Cut Brandon Ingram wears those fucking leggings, and I hate when NBA players wear those fucking leggings. <laughs> he's also like, especially when they wear white ones. He's oh six eight. Would you rather them Could wear you the imagine shorts? the fucking motocross stains and those fucking white leggings? Because you know they don't wear drawers on them. Oh, speaking of motocross, me and Paul watched a couple races one night. Quads, nice. Yeah, sucked. Got was I think in the league they're <laughs> called ATVs. Bonus <laughs> 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 point for anybody who knows what ATV stands for. Go. All-terrain vehicle. He said it first. Um, action, Tonto, Voss. What? It's <laughs> a Voss water for your kid. It's sort of like a, like a play of the line, you know, action, Tonto, Voss. <laughs> kill, kill. Yeah, that's a pick All right. Um, you ready, Kyle? We're the group. This will be the last one for me. All right. Jawan Evans, Rashawn Holmes, Josh Jackson. Ooh. Let's start Josh Jackson. So you picked the worst players in the Suns. I did. Start Josh Jackson, <laughs> bench Rashawn Holmes, cut the other guy. Yeah. And with that, Paul is correct. <laughs> cut all three. Done. Uh, first of all, Rashawn Holmes has nights where he's awesome. I know I'm a Sixer fan. Who's a Sixer? We, we gathered that. Thank well, you. Well, a lot of people mocking me look. No, I was trying to see what was happening on that tablet. <laughs> I got one. I got one. I got one, too. You want to go first or want me to go first? Rock, paper, scissors, go! Right, Kyle, right. I'm thinking of number between one and five. If Nine. You're within one. All right, I thought I'd go first. <laughs> All right. I thought you said you had it. I do. 
De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, Buddy Heald. Nice. Starting De'Aaron. I'm Benching sitting Heald. Marvin. Really? Buddy, yeah. Marvin Bagley's going to be insane. Buddy Heald is my starter. Because you know him. He was a Pelican. <laughs> Almost bought his shirt because it was the cheapest one on eBay. <laughs> then he they traded him. All right, it was like I got, $11. I got, I got one more before you can go because this one's just more for fun. All right, you ready? All right. Uh, Costa Kufis, Yogi Ferrell, and Corey Brewer. Oh, dude. Starting Yogi. Yogi Barrow. Yeah. He's okay. For the name. Why? Hey, boo-boo. For the name. Okay. Well, I'm going to start Yogi Ferrell because he's better than the other two. Thank you. But you're going to sit Corey Brewer because you, you have respect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Costa Kufis is a little dumb. Corey Brewer is going to be an awesome big three player one day. He was also a sitter <laughs> for a couple days. Corey Brewer is going to kill it in the big three. He played for the six for 20 days. <sighs> <laughs> so this one I know who's going to get cut but I have to pick a third one I'm more interested in the other two Drummond Griffin Reggie Jackson alright so I'm cutting Reggie Jackson yeah new. <laughs> well, I'm start what, Griffin and what Reggie Drummond. Jackson Mr. October <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, Drummond's been so good since he called out the all-star panel right but my thing wait was he the guy that like cried because he didn't get in no that was uh, Rico Bear my yeah. thing is that you know you know exactly what you're going to get from Drummond. The surprise with Drummond, much like with Ben Wallace, Dennis Rodman, those types of players, is he, he might get you 25 points in a game, but they're going to be garbage points. Like, they're going to still be points, don't get me wrong, but it's going to be off of offensive rebounds that have been put back or, like, a, a, a player almost committing a turnover and he just managed to be right place, right time. Like, he... More than not, he's not going to surprise you. Griffin's always going to get you the points, and if he surprises you, it's that he's going to play adequate. He's going to be adequate defensively. If he surprises you, he's going to be he's going to have an elite defensive game where he's going to get you four or five blocks, a couple steals, and in today's day and age, Blake Griffin can stretch the floor. I agree with you that I, Drummond. I I think Drummond is taking baby steps towards reaching his potential. I, I don't think he's going to, he was one of those, he's not going to be one of those guys that just shoots out of the gate like yeah. a, a superstar. But eventually, he'll work his way back into it. Because the problem too with Andre Drummond is he plays, in a, he plays in a league where centers like him aren't as popular. When you look at Hassan Whiteside, when the fuck does he ever play? Uh, every game except against the Sixers. Or yeah, pretty much. Anybody have one? Mock? I do not. Maris? I do not. Okay. Soul? Wade? Ooh. <laughs> Winslow? Richardson? They're all the same player. I'm still starting Wade. He still still shows me that he can do it enough. But I'll keep Winslow. Cut Richardson. Other way. All right. Fair. Markinen, Levine, Porter. Cutting Porter, starting marketing, sitting Levine. Yeah. Same. Same. All right. Ooh, we're at the beach. Reddick, <laughs> McConnell, Boban. Kyle's starting Boban. Kyle can't cut Boban. He can't do it. <laughs> he has to. He can't do it. You won't cut TJ, and you know you won't. I know. But it hurts you to say you're going to cut Boban. I'm going to cut JJ. No, you're not. <laughs> You won't do it. Come on. Realistically? Realistically, no. But my mind. 
my mind. I'm cutting Boban. Up. I'm starting JJ, but I'm benching McConnell. But McConnell's very close. Moses Malone, Julius Irving, AI. Okay. Um, starting Irving, sitting Moses, cutting AI. Tell you, the Sixers fan base has no love for Iverson. It's not true. The other two guys were just better. And no. he's always drunk. We were there. They didn't even applaud him. He's at every game. <laughs> he you, was at the game we were at. It loses the affection <laughs> after the first 12 times. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. He had Michael Bennett there. We didn't even watch the game. And he got a standing ovation. <laughs> Mark, a seek Holiday Davis. Well, we're going to start a seek. That is spit everywhere. <laughs> no, Davis, Holiday, a seek. Start sick cut. All right, Mass. What team is he? Raptors. Raptors. Right. Big Toronto fan over Great. here. <laughs> Vince Carter. Two favorite players. DeMar DeRozan. Kyle Lowry. This I just want to see what you have to say. Don't th- think about it too much because you don't know who any of those guys are. This one's easy. Is it? <laughs> Not really. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, the... I mean, I know what I would do, but. Can, can you give me the names one more time? Sorry. Kyle Lowry, a point guard. DeMar DeRozan, a shooting guard slash small forward. And. Vince Carter, a shooting guard, slash small forward. Keep Carter. Bench Carter or, or start? Start Carter. Um, cut to Rosen, and I don't remember what the third one was. And you're going to bench Kyle Lowry? Yeah. That was wrong. Okay. Was the wrong answer. <laughs> I think it was the wrong answer. Do you think it was the wrong answer? Are we talking about, like, today? No, like, as, as Raptors. Oh, today, yeah, you're wrong. No, Raptors career. I still think he's wrong. You're going to cut the Rosen over Lowry? Oh, I thought he cut Lowry. No, he cut DeRozan. Bench Lowry. Start a Carter. Yeah, you're wrong. I start. <laughs> I think, I think I, as Raptors, I start DeRozan. Bench Carter. Cut Lowry. Because Carter was explosive, but he didn't really develop a shot till he was in New Jersey. I'd still start Carter. So I at least got Kendall that part right. Langston Galloway. Ooh. Eddie House. Oh man, Ron Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Langston Galloway. Eddie House. Ish Smith. Ooh, all right. Um, starting house. Benching Ish Smith, and I'm cutting. You know the Langston Gallo. I mean, that's the right thing to say in their primes. But you know what the funny thing is? Is Eddie House was a Celtic. Yeah. And won a championship as a Celtic. Paul. I know. All right. Derek Rose. Nah, wrong. I thought you were gonna go Miami Heat. Jason Williams. Miami Heat, James Posey, <laughs> and Miami Heat, Gary Payton. No. Right. What do you got, Souls? Keep Derek James Rose. Posey. Yeah. Timmy D. Timmy D? Yeah. Duncan. Oh. I thought you were talking. I, I was looking bulls. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? You don't here? remember Timmy D? Yeah, Timmy. I got nothing. From the 07 <laughs> Bulls? <laughs> All right. So Tim Duncan, Derek Rose, and his prime, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we got. Uh, a quick talk in the microphone. Tracy McGrady. Which Tracy McGrady? Orlando. Orlando McGrady? Was that the one that kicked the ball into the stands? Start Duncan, bench, Rose, cut McGrady. Houston McGrady. Same. New York Nick McGrady. <laughs> Start McGrady. <laughs> <laughs> you going like Shanghai McGrady? Like he didn't do shit. <laughs> All right. Marbury. I don't know what time we're at. Are we, are we, we at a time couple, We got a couple minutes. All right. Marbury. Marbury for debt. Yao no, Ming. No, I got you. Grizzlies, Pau Gasol. No. <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Russell Westbrook. Timberwolves, KG. 
and Dirk. All in the prime. Starting KG, sitting Dirk, cutting the uh, pow. Uh, not pow. Westbrook. Yeah. I actually got that right. It's easy to say when you didn't say anything. It's also <laughs> the big ticket, baby. Damn straight. The only guy that literally... What about a start set cut for the big three in uh, Boston when they won the championship? Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. Fuck Paul Pierce. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I agree. <laughs> that guy was just like, he was like a loaf of white bread that you left in the toaster too long that could shoot a three. That's pretty much what Paul Pierce was. Yeah, I'm starting KG and Ray Allen. All right. I like that. I just fucking hate I love Paul KG's Pierce. pregame ritual, having like a makeout session with the, the Powder. padding. And then he hugs the ball. Paul Pierce is always, yeah, TNT or ESPN? He's on ESPN. Uh, he's no, terrible, though. He's on NBA. NBA. What are you talking about? Paul Pierce is on. He's on ESPN. Is he on ESPN? Yeah, because me and Kendall usually see him. Kevin Garnett's on TNT, and it's fucking hilarious. Mm. But Pierce does such an awful job. The interview with Kevin Garnett and fucking, um, what's his name there? Fuck. The, oh, the, the suits? I yeah. Can't, can't um, think of his name either. Um, fuck, what's his name? Just, uh, the, the, the guy, the court uh, sideline reporter for the NBA for TNT, Kyle, sideline reporter, Craig Sager. Yeah. yeah, that one. I knew if I said Kyle's name, I'd think of it. <laughs> um, that's usually how things go. The fuck did I eat for breakfast this morning? Kyle, Frosted Flakes. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's so funny. You're gonna take this whole suit and you're gonna burn it. Is there anything I can keep? No, not a damn thing. You're gonna keep. You're gonna keep. shoes, coat, drawers. You're gonna take it home and you're gonna burn it. That's so funny. Him and, and then Sager and Popovich, always great. Greg Popovich. Just him. He starts. <laughs> he starts. Yeah. He he's starts, a, right? He's a gorgeous man. Yeah, he is. All right. He's in part of the Polish Bulls mob. Phil Jackson. Got him. All right. All right. So we're done with that then. All right. Let's do a different one, I guess. Okay. Um, uh, Eric Spolstra. Steve Kerr, and Cleveland Cavaliers' Larry Brown. Cutting Larry Brown. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Larry Bird, and I was like, when was he a Cavalier? <laughs> um, no way you're going to cut Larry Brown. I am. It's not Steve Kerr's team. doesn't matter. It does. He still won all the rings, though. Yeah, but Mark Jackson also would have won those rings. Eventually. But also, I think Eric Spolster is one of the most underrated coaches in this game. Mm, yeah. Because yeah, he had the big three, but he was and able then, to keep that team relevant while they were out, while they were not out. important. They were just relevant, like eight seed relevant. Yeah, but like in the east, when they lost Bosch, they lost. But eight seed in the east, being eight eight seed in the east is, is that like, not good? I think he's no. I'm ninety nine percent sure that Kyle and I could go coach a park and rec team, and they could get eight seed in the east. Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but it's pretty close. We might make a ten seed. Would be better than the Hornets. Oh, yeah. Shout out, Kemba. <laughs> and the Bulls. Shout out, everyone. <laughs> Kyle wanted me to help him coach a basketball team. I was like, that's not going to go well. All right. Chicago Bulls, Dennis Rodman. Chicago Bulls, Horace Grant. And Chicago Bulls, Steve Kerr. I'm doing Rodman starting, hey, Kerr Pete. sitting, Grant cutting. Hey, I wore goggles, dude. That's why I didn't <laughs> like him. He looked like a fish. Did you hate James Worthy, too? <laughs> he looked like a fish. <laughs> Wait, but you don't hate the goggles, because you can't hate Kevin I don't hate Kirk. the goggles. I hate the guy that wore the goggles. Oh, all right. That's fair. All right. Well, we're going to go to break on that note. and uh, He's a fish head. 
<laughs> uh, we'll see you guys when we come back. All right. Get out of here. That was a Mask terrible cutoff. Calling the yeah, shots. Quick mock. Eric Flowers, post, <laughs> post-retirement Tiki Barber, Jeremy Shockey. As, like, favorite player kind of thing. Not Ooh, favorite players. Like, no, so, I but, like, I mean, so Tiki Barber, after his comments. You know, I'm still putting Tiki first on that list because I met him and he signed a football for me. Then Jeremy Shockey. He's got a cool tattoo. And and he, he played well for the Giants. And then Eric Flowers goes, fuck that guy. I can't Forever. Wait for him, can't wait for him to make a Pro Bowl next year. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. It's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, he's Jacksonville. Jacksonville. But I thought they cut him, too. No. Not yet. Not yet. He's gonna I make thought the, they did. Spring training. Spring training. Yep. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be back in five minutes. And I believe Souls has a question to pose before we come back. It's a very big question. Is it a big question, Souls? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you in five minutes. <laughs> and now, back to getting sports with drunk on the PPRN radio network. Welcome back to getting sports with drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by douchebags. Yeah, and and, and Mox. Maybe not Mox. Mox, the king of the douchebags. King of them. What so, makes him king? Um. He's not here. Fair like enough. You don't have to like the answer, here, but it's the right left, answer. So, whatever. He'll be back, though. He'll be back. Um, Maybe. Yeah, so we're back. We uh, Hopefully, you know, if you're just joining us, we, you missed a riveting start, cut, mm-hmm. sit segment from the, uh, the the plane master himself, Fred Baron. Yeah. And uh, it was good. I liked it. Oh, you could work it. out some kinks, for sure. Yeah, you know. whatever. That happens. Um, cracked a new beer from Beard Brewing in collaboration with Piper's Brewing. Called Dogs versus Shinobi. <laughs> so dog Ninja Dogs versus Shinobi Warriors. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only help. All right, okay. Private stock that one, bro. <laughs> um, sure. So we're back. Um, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about, but a big story right now. Um, in the midst of all the fun NHL stuff that's happened in the past 24 hours and NBA spring training, it's underway. Anyone here excited? Kyle. Yeah. Kyle is. Anybody watch their team play a spring training game yet? Oh, yeah. Kyle. Souls, yeah. Three anybody, of them. Anybody, <laughs> anybody watch more than one? No. Three of them. Anybody watched all of them so far? No. Nah, I missed yesterday's. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have watched it? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Actually, I missed today. Not yesterday. Uh, spring training is a fun time, right, Kyle? Fantastic time. Got the kids. Got to see what they're all about. You know, your top prospects, you know? Ooh. And that's why we're doing a little bit of spring cleaning ourselves wow <laughs> how long were you preparing that line <laughs> kyle just created that line right now i'll take kyle this. doesn't think anything through no no that was a great line don't you take a private time yeah what you should do is just dump some of it in mock beer and ruin that really expensive beer let's get this underway fellas huh what are we getting underway a bit, I'm a, we got mine hey, don't get off my ass bro just by, by the arm i got it just don't do that you can't do that what do you got for ourselves? Well, I told you guys. We're doing a little bit of spring cleaning. You know, we're getting rid of some of the old stuff. We're bringing in some. We're going to keep some of the new stuff. Kind of playing a little GM, sort of? Kind of. More more manager? More, no, more, more, yeah, more manager, GM type so, Somewhere stuff. in between, like yeah, you know GM's what I'm son who's you know got a little saying? bit of pull. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, can't do a little yeah. of the experience? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Working that novel there? <laughs> Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> My God. So we're excited to do this today. At least I am. I didn't care less if they are. 
But so today we're gonna <laughs> typical do souls. Today we're gonna do our own little you know, spring cleaning. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rip apart some of the stuff. We're gonna get rid of it. Like I said, get we're gonna box some stuff up. We're gonna get rid of some stuff. You know what I'm saying? All right. So you we're know, first thing that's it. Right yeah. First thing I want to talk about, you know, the San Francisco Giants. You know, they're you know they're they're hurting. They're hurting in the outfielder stage. You know, they're hurting for offense. They're hurting behind Bumgarner. They're hurting. You know, they're they're not what they used to be. And I would like to ask, you know, Ken, what do you think that the Giants should do? Do you think who do you think they should keep? Who do you think they should move on from? We should never let Kyle take the reins. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Etc. <laughs> well, Souls, you are right. The old gray mare ain't what she used to be. Uh, team that won three championships in six years. In six years, you know, a, a dynasty in itself. Uh, team's kind of old. In, in Oldish. Oldish. They, um, they're trying to get younger. Uh, so, for a prospect who could break through in 2019 is a 24 year old uh, right hand pitcher, Sean Anderson. Um, basically. He's played about four years in the mind the, the various de- developmental you know uh, teams that are in the giant system. Um, this past season he uh, was eight and seven with 127 strikeouts. Um, gets a lot of grounders. His fastball is kind of around low to mid 90s. Um, in his secondary pitches, he throws a curve, you know, low 80s. Very very typical. Um, Here's a guy, he's not particularly special, but he's consistent. So he's somebody who can go into that bullpen and be a great middle reliever. And can kind of shore up, not that that's a, a bad bullpen, but like we said, it's old. So somebody who could, you know, foreseeably will be up this year. He's got the experience. I think he'll fit in very well, and I think we'll be able to see him play this year. Um, as far as... Kind of on the, the flip side of that um, is a guy like uh, Tony Watson. Uh, been there a while. I want to say he's been there for four years prior. This I'd have to double check. Souls, you're, you're grabbing, grabbing, grabbing the private side. Rebecca, give that to your boyfriend, please. Why, why, <laughs> do, you, why do you dislike my... He was there for a year, Ken. You forget that he was a pirate. Yeah, but he, I thought he was there for more than one year. I know he was a pirate. He was not there for more than... He wasn't there for four. Did he, he just call him Ken? All right, so I'll, let me attract it. I think he, he's been up for about eight years. We'll call okay. it about eight years. Okay, well, I'll so, give you that. So, but... I'll take that back. He's 30, 34, kind of on... The, I want to say that, not the tail end of his career, because he's a very serviceable guy, but he's got one year left in his contract. He's somebody that, you know, hey, we could deal this guy. You know, he's not, he's not a guarantee. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he has some. Con- he's been consistent at times, but he's never been great. He's always been a middle of the road guy. Uh, he doesn't really have a, a lot of a lot of wins or a lot of like blow me away stats. But he's been consistent. But at the same time, you know, if the Giants are looking to go a different way and they can get someone for him, I could see him gone. Um, I kind of disagree, just because I think that Tony Watson. It's exactly what they need. He's a ground ball pitcher in a big ballpark. I know that doesn't matter, but like I just feel like he's serviceable for that bullpen. At least a guy that you know could get them if he plays well enough. Get like maybe get traded later on in the year. Definitely not cut right away. I just want to. I'm sorry. I wanted to jump back about uh, 
Sean uh, Anderson real quick. I wanted to mention this before. Um, it's not guaranteed that he would be a bullpen guy. There's actually hopes that he could end up in the rotation. It's kind of like a 3-4 guy. And I can be hopeful. It's kind of like we said, it's, we don't know how long, you know, Bumgarner will play for. We don't, we don't really know what that rotation is going to look like in two years' time, whatever. Now, if that's somebody that comes up and is ready to go, you know, perhaps, you know, he finds him as the number three and kind of a, maybe an anchor in that rotation. So I'm very hopeful uh, that uh, I know you mentioned uh, a little bit about like the outfield, but I kind of just focused on uh, the pitchers for the Giants. All right. Um, you know, now we got, you know, the Texas Rangers. Um, they're a team that's in a tough spot. They have a lot of things going on that they need to figure out. Paulus? What? <laughs> um, Texas Rangers. Okay. Well, first things first, they need to make a trade with the Rays for Jimmy Morris because that guy needs to be near his family. <laughs> no. Um. So Texas Rangers. Um. Just kind of like um, thinking through the roster. Um. Somebody think about right off the, the top of the head that's gonna do gonna get a lot of fielding time in or not fielding time but a lot of field time in spring training is gonna be um, starting pitcher Brock Burke. He's twenty two year old prospect. Um, he has yet to play in the majors, um, obviously due to his age. Um, he's a promising talent and he might get a mid season call up. Um, but I, I, I foresee him being sent down right to, for the start of the season. I don't think he's ready to be up yet. He's a promising young talent. Like I said, you know, he, he's got, he's got a, a good range of pitches. You know, he, he's, like I said, promising. He's got a lot of, I'm trying to find the like, punch, you know, he's got upside. a lot of upside, strong ceiling, but he's not there yet. But like I said, if the Rangers, you know, they struggle, you know, they need, you know, injuries obviously always play a part. But if they struggle or they need something to change in the pitching world and they don't, you know, there's nobody worth trading for, I could see them calling them up, maybe get them a little bit of exposure. Um, it's not uncommon to see a young guy get rocked in the majors a couple times, but it kind of sets the tone for them, kind of gives them something to work off of. Um, but last year, I mean, he was like nine and six and... He's like he's he right above a three ERA, and he only gave up three home runs in twenty five games. Looking at some stats right now. Somebody could definitely late in the year, you know, could definitely be. Why don't you shut your mouth? I already said, okay. I'm just trying to help you out. And then another person <coughs> I could see uh, being not a part of the final final roster. Uh, catcher Jeff Mathis, thirty five years old, so he's obviously on the upside of age. Um, but it's just, you know, Isaiah Kenner-Falefa, I say it, um, but he's their starter, and Jose Trevino is, I think, a better backup than Jeff Mathis. Mathis has more experience, but Trevino is similar in terms of defensive abilities, and I just think he has more offense to offer, and he's younger. So if he comes, you know, if he, if he fills in the backup role, and every time he plays, he's lights out, Trade bait, whatever, you know. But I definitely see at thirty five years old I don't see Mathis being sent down. I, I would see him being more out the door. 
Chip Matthews always needs to find his way on like a shit ass squad. Makes his way around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing about the Rangers, which is interesting, um, they just did recently signed Hunter Pence to a minor league contract, which I can personally see him making the team just because you know it's Hunter Pence. And Tell him to trade for Jim Morris. Yeah, he can play right field for them. He could DH for them. What's gonna hurt? He's gonna be able to, if he plays well, you trade him. You know, he's, he's right. What are those candidates? Um, you know, then we'll bring him, you know, back to the National League a little bit. We'll go with the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, they're a team that's on the rise. Uh, they just required Paul Goldschmidt. You know, they don't, there's not many holes on the team to fill, but there's still some. And I believe Mock. Yes, I had the Cardinals. Um, now, I listed uh, two players here. One one that I think can kind of break in this year and be effective for that team. The Cardinals are one of those teams that are always in the mix somehow. Like, they're always, you know, in that playoff hunt. Um, they have a left-handed pitcher in their farm system right now, Genesis Cabrera. Um, he came over from the Rays. I think it was in the Tommy Pham trade. But had a real strong winter season and will probably make the team um, some point during this year coming out of the bullpen. Um, he was doing a lot of work as a starter, but he moved to the bullpen. He was throwing harder, had better command, like just a better reliever than a starter. Um, if the season doesn't go how they think, I think we'll see the Cardinals try and move Matt Carpenter again. They kind of tried last year and nothing happened, but... This could be heart. the year where they try and move them and, you know, build more farm system assets to get, you know, over the hump within the next couple of years. Thinking like a contender late in the year? Yeah. I, I think if they're if they're in the mix, Carpenter's not going to move. But, like, if they kind of fall off, we may see them try and move them to build for next season, you know. Okay. What do you think? I, I don't see them moving Carpenter at all. Um, just because, you know, he's basically been the face for a couple of years now. Um, he, he's one of those players. He's a hard, hard-nosed player. Plays a lot of hard plays. Dirty, you know, does all the little things right. I, just, I don't think he's one of those guys that can be moved. Um, he's, he's probably going to finish out his career as a Cardinal. He's, he's pretty old now. He's like 32, 33. Maybe even older. But, like, he's still, like, I don't see them ever moving on from him. It almost happened last year. But now, like, they, they upgraded almost, they upgraded, you know, first base. Now they have actual pop in that lineup to protect everybody else. So I don't I don't see the Cardinals being bad, is what, what I'm saying. No, I agree. I, I, they're never bad. They're, they're never bad. They're always somehow in the mix. <laughs> always. They're always in the mix. And we'll, we'll, we'll stay in the National League. Uh, we'll go to the Nationals. You know, a team that has a lot of firepower and offense, but they're losing their superstar outfielder, and they're losing a lot of offense. Oh, Harper's a superstar now, Kyle? Star. He's a star. Matt? <laughs> you know, speaking of losing Harper, I really think that's uh, one of their biggest spots to fill, and I think... Um... Matt, let's get you in front of that mic. <laughs> Is that better for you? Perfect. All right. Uh, one of the... One of the pieces they're going to use is uh, Victor Robles. Um, I think that's how you say his last name. Correct. Um, you know, he's 
done well in his limited season. Um, when he was playing AAA ball in Syracuse, he was he had a two seventy eight average. He only had uh, 14 on bases, but he was hampered by, uh, I think it was an uh, elbow injury. But, uh, you know, with, uh, with Harper being gone, you're going to see him start stepping up to the plate. Um, limited. Uh, He's going to step up anyway. Oh. <laughs> Do step up to the plate. It did. Um, he ended up uh, playing major leagues for a couple games last year. He was, uh, I think he had three steals over 21 games, um, hit three homers. Uh, you know, showed a little bit of promise, but they're going to need uh, young kids to step up in the absence of Harper, and I really think that uh, he's going to be the one to step up and fill the shoes. Robos is definitely the guy that's going to come up. He should, he should have been up a few years. They, they, they chose to go with Soto. Right call. It would have been Robles if he wasn't hurt. So, that's what I thought. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and then we'll take Moving our, on. <laughs> uh, we'll take our town to the American League again. We've got the Twins. Uh, no doubt in my mind, I believe that Nick Gordon, D. Gordon's little brother, is on the roster this year. He's going to start a shortstop. He's going to be a bat leadoff. He's just as fast as his brother. Hits a little less for average, but he's young. He's 20 years old. Um, he, he'll find his groove like maybe during the halfway mark. <clears throat> um, just what, They have a hole for shortstop, even though even with the Marvin Gonzalez sign. Marvin Gonzalez can go everywhere, so that just helps him everywhere, I guess. God, I'm not laughing at you. Rebecca has raw, and I turn over, and Kurt Angle's walking to the ring, and he's like 400 years old. <laughs> it was just funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, uh, they're, in my opinion, that Martin Perez is probably going to get cut. He's been struggling for the last few years. Five ERA after five ERA. Don't know how he sticks it in the majors. He had a, he had a point where he had like a three ERA. People thought he was promising. I don't see it anymore. See, smacked that, around. That's the thing. Like when you have that prospect kind of pedigree, you, you get a little more leeway at times. You know, it, it. You see guys kind of hang around maybe longer than they should, just because of what we thought they were going to be. Kyle Farnsworth. <laughs> Hate that guy. <laughs> uh, we'll stick to the uh, AL. We'll go with Toronto. Um. You know, it's in a different it's in a different spot that it's been in years past. Right. And I remember Souls, you and I discussed about me picking this up and I just remembered that I picked the, I was supposed to pick this up for, for Jeff, so oh. try, try to bear with me. Okay. Right. I'll just take care of it. Uh, so <laughs> here we go. No, no, um, I'll just take care of it. That's right. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Okay, that's the only person that deserves to be talked about. Well, I mean, you know, come on, have some faith in Bo Bichette. Did you guys see the comment or whatever? Someone I guess posted a video of him walking out of the clubhouse to the, the practice field. And so and the Blue Jays just commented, Vlad Guerrero Jr., thick as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think when he comes up, he plays the field? Yeah, third base. Isn't he like a subpar fielder, though? Doesn't matter. But, like, why wouldn't he DH? Because you don't put a kid at DH. Why? Because the DH position, like I said to you before, is not for everybody. He's played his whole career at third base. He, like, he's been playing it. He hits better in it. If you put him in the DH, it's just going to fuck with him. If he strikes out, he's going to think about it. That's why I think John Carlo is the worst kid, say, worst DH for you guys. My opinion. Because when he played in Miami, he was a 
solely right fielder, and he was phenomenal. He tried moving him around. That's when he struggled. When Judge went down, he was a right fielder again, and he started picking up again. Well, I guess what I mean is, like, especially once you get to the MLB side of it, I mean, I, I don't know if his exact strengths at third, but, I mean, if he's kind of like a liability there. He's not a liability. He's a father. He's the armor of his father. What? He's the armor of his father. Yes, Cap. The glove is going to get but better. But there's another half to fielding. It's going to get I better. Mean, and, first of all, I'm okay with my third base making, like, 12 errors if he's hitting 94 home runs. I guess what, what – it's for sure he he will be up this year. Perhaps not for opening day, he'll, but he'll in, be up in, in in April for sure. He'll be up second week. No, they um, have him for another year. It's the type of thing we saw. We had this whole last year of kind of watching these highlights, saying why is he up? Why isn't he up now? But you know, it's I, all the contract bullshit, right? And I think there, there's nothing wrong that keeping him that that we, one more year. We saw the Cubs did that with Chris Bryant. They kept him down. It was like that extra what two weeks, three weeks, or whatever. Because then they get an extra year of team control. Right. It's It kind of screws the players over, but of course, it, you know, the business decision is genius. Why wouldn't you do it? It's just the players hate it. As far as a guy that could be cut uh, from the Blue Jays, which is definitely kind of seen so, some good days and a lot of bad, uh, <laughs> Kyle's going <laughs> to... Actually, I don't know if Kyle's going to be mad at this. <laughs> Freddie Galvis. Get rid of Freddie Galvis. Send him anywhere. He won't be cut. I- I'm not saying you will cut him. They don't have a shortstop. Anybody else? Let me tell you this. Yeah, he sucks with the bat. One of the best fielding shortstops in the game. So he's Jose Iglesias. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I would say if I were to rank him out of out of 10, you know what I mean? Like yeah. One being the worst, 10 being the best. And and fueling, perhaps six. I I don't think he's that that fantastic. He's a middle of the road guy. So it's just because he played for your team doesn't no, mean he had a, he's a ninety four like ninety four percent fucking fielding, fielding percentage. Yeah, like are you gonna go out and say that he's subpar? Maybe I didn't say he's subpar. You, that you said he's a six out of ten. That's subpar. Yeah, that's subpar. So he said middle of the road. I'm moving on. <laughs> I am moving on. <laughs> so I mean, no, no, let's move on. We gotta move on. Alright. Um, we'll go to the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, same division. We'll stick it in the same division. I'll take care of this one. Um so they have a lot of a lot of pitchers, a lot of starting pitchers. Um, Tyler Glasnow, who they picked up from the Pirates. Either he goes with the bullpen or he's or he's in AAA. With the starting five that Tampa Bay has, he, there's no way he makes the rotation. If those two kids, Blake Cunningham and Jose DeLon, come back, no way that they come. No way that he makes the team. Um, same with Jalen Beeks. Unless he's in the bullpen, he's not making the team. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays have one second baseman on the roster, and that's where. Christian Royal comes in, who's been the top prospect for years now. He's probably going to make it this year. He's been AAA for two years now. He's ready to make the jump. Any relation to Bronson? No. How do you know? Like, do you know for real? No, but i got a feeling. <laughs> but they had a big hole. He's been there. He's been in AAA for a while. He's ready to make the next pitch. 
Joe. Then we got the Pittsburgh Pirates. Ooh, that dun, dun. Go Berg. We got J-Mart's team, oh, baby. Man. Yep. I think he's listening. No. So, um, you know, the Pirates are another team that usually make the wild card, and that's it. Usually <laughs> lose that game. But uh, to the Cubs. <laughs> this year, um, I think we'll see their young right-handed pitcher, uh, Mitch Keller, come up. He moved up to AAA last year. Slow start, but then figured it out. Finished it pretty well. Um, he's real young. I think he's only like 21, 22 years old, which really irritates me. But <laughs> but he, he does. He's got a ton of room to grow. I mean, he can come in and be like an instant asset for that team. And possibly, I mean, I don't think he'll be their ace, but he, you know, add depth to a starting rotation. They also signed Melky Cabrera to a one-year deal. Thought that guy was gone. But he kind of can fill a need for them as like that fourth outfielder. Um, assuming he has a decent spring and hangs around, but I don't think he's on the team for the whole season. Um, you got a couple guys injured. Once they come back, I think he's gone. If he's playing well, they'll trade him. But I went to a Mets Braves game once, and in warm ups, some guy in the stands was yelling, "You got fat, Milky! You got fat!" <laughs> <laughs> I'll always remember that. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> For the Pirates? No, that's what I... I mean, Mitch Keller, I think he will. He'll come up and be... He, he can't have, like, that breakout season, I think, for the Pirates this year. Fair. Now, we got the other team in Pennsylvania. The Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, Kyle, you want to take this one? No, uh, Matt's just got it. <laughs> oh, boy. Get to earn Kyle's ire for this. Yeah. Um, Phillies have... A lot of depth, and uh, with the anticipated signing of Bryce Harper, uh, this has been made interesting because you don't know which direction you're going to want to go in. Um, I did, uh, in the off chance that they don't end up signing Bryce Harper, though, I did choose Adam Hazley as their uh, chance to break out. Hazley's been doing uh, very well in the minors. He um, in the in the minors, he's hitting a three oh five. Uh, he's a pretty above average defender. Um, great fielding percentage. Uh, as I said, this depends on if they sign Harper. If they sign Harper, I really think that, like Sol said earlier, they're just going to trade Hazley. But really not sure as to which direction they're going to go with it. Um, very strong hitter. He's launched uh, in the last six or in the last sixty-seven games he's played. He's launched twenty-one home runs. Uh, so he has a lot of power. He can field very well. But uh, again. Riddler taking up his uh, <laughs> Depends on Harper. <laughs> Souls? Look, I'm going to have the best fucking looking beer book in this goddamn state. He will. will. He will. Souls? Really wish I uh, Nobody that you would cut? That is nice. Or, no. or trade or... No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh... Souls looks very happy. <laughs> All right. Rita picked a great time to let her iPad die. Thanks a lot for that. All right. Yeah, missed my moment of bliss. <laughs> We take our town to Seattle. Go to the bathroom to find the same moment. Okay. <laughs> Seattle went gung ho the first couple years of Jerry DePoto's tenure as a GM, and now they traded everybody. Yeah, I mean that's what they do. What the hell are they doing, Paul? Well, I thought that was my intro. Was the traded everyone? I was like, thanks. 
we'll start off with the, the basics. They're going to cut Felix. Um, they're not going to trade him. They're going to cut him. They need the cap space, and they're just they're just tired of Hispanics there. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Can't cut Felix. That guy's a king. Um, all right, so Seattle Mariners. Uh, two guys that stood out to me. Ron the Hard. All right, two guys that stood out to me. Um, 24-year-old first baseman, Joey Carletta. I believe that he will get sent down after spring training. But I think he's going to have... Now, this is based off of my limited baseball knowledge, but I watched... Him, actually, this, this guy this is the only guy I'm going to mention in this entire thing when I cover my teams that I actually watched. So I was intrigued by it. Went and watched some tape. I like it. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the, he's 24, so he, he's still young, especially for a first baseman. You know, first baseman is somebody you know, that you think of a lot of pop. More known for their bat than their fielding. Yeah. Um, so 24 is nothing for somebody to, to play first base, especially if you're an American League team. You can very easily transition to DH. But because of that, they have Ryan Healy at first base who has better pop right now and way better launch angle. Um, and then they have, a, they, have a, they have a very serviceable backup at first base with uh, Vogelback. Um, so there's just not really any room for Coletta. On the forty-man roster, especially when it goes to interleague play, they have Edwin and Carcion to DH. So if the you know depending on pitching matchups or whatever, he could very easily play first for them in, a, in an interleague matchup. I know that's not as common, you know, because it's all based on away interleague matchups. But at the same, you know, it just it just creates less playing time. Yeah. Um, and then for the Mariners, I also have thirty-three-year-old uh, second baseman Christopher Negroin. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Negrin. Negroin. Negrin. Okay. I just said that because... Got it. Yeah. Uh, but I had them cutting him. Um, and that, you know... And I know we, we talked about, like, you know, maybe, you know, MLB doesn't really do the whole cutting, but I have him out the door Yeah. by the time the season starts. Um, the reliability and durability of D. Gordon at... Um, in the infield. Plus, I think that Shed Long, their 23-year-old prospect, is going to get called up. Um, for the start of the season, I just think he's going to have a, a good breakout oh. spring, and he, he's been promising in um, the minors. Shed Long was a long-time Yankee prospect. Lasted about 25 minutes in their farm system. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's got a good bat, but there's no need for a DH within Carcione. Yeah. Um, and his saving grace is that he is a utility fielder. He's logged over 10 games. Or over, sorry, he logged over five games last year at every single fielding position other than catching. That's awesome. But he's 33, so he lacks the speed, and he's had some arm issues. So, but those guys, I mean, the the plug and play guys. I was say like, I, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't like when I was doing it. I was just thinking like, make the team or don't make the team. I wasn't yeah. thinking trade because I, I didn't want to like. I'm not gonna sit here and find a trade possibility for him. I definitely think that some team would want him for like. Uh, eighth round pick because you know even your first round picks don't mean shit in the MLB anymore. Um, but, I mean, you think for what you said, the guy with his versatility will a contending team would jump right, all exactly. over a, a depth team that needs depth at any position yeah. will take him because then he can fill. But I just think for the Mariners, I just don't think he's needed. Yeah, no, that's I agree. Moving on, Souls A. We'll take it to the Central, the Kansas City Royals. Boo. Okay. In my head, I was cut, thinking Chiefs. I'm like, what? cut Sal Perez, kill Sal Perez. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. The Royals in a very interesting point right now. I gotta say, I like the Obama hand. <laughs> now let me be clear. <laughs> 
They have Alex Gordon in left, Billy Hamilton in center, and Brett Phillips in right. Jorge Solier, who once was a promising prospect, I believe is gone. Brett Phillips has every right to make the team. Billy Hamilton is a proven center fielder. Can't hit for shit, but he can field the shit out of it. And Alex Gordon, they're not going to do anything to him because he's Alex Gordon. He's a Kansas City Royal-like Hall of Famer, which is terrible to say. You tell that to Eric Cosmer, sir. <laughs> Just, he, there's no spots for him. I don't think he hits well enough to be a DH. Um, also, to make the list, I have fellow Philadelphia Philly alumni. What? <laughs> v 5 <laughs> Fellow Philadelphia Philly alumni. <laughs> that source is new segment. <laughs> ben Lively. The Royals have a lot of open spots in that rotation. He can easily come and fill it. That's the Royals. <laughs> no <one's laughs> End of that. Padres. Ah, Manny team. Machado's team. Yes, a team. They're going to cut him. Heart. That's what I have written down here. We joked about <laughs> that in the car. <laughs> what, Buyer's remorse. Them? You ride there here with them? Yeah. How are you getting home? Second. They're spending the night here. Oh, well. Long walk. Nope, you're going to have to sleep with Rachel. All right. That's not Peter's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, what, what's a, what kind of dog is that? A beauty. <laughs> it's a beauty? She looks like she's going to Speaking of beautiful dogs, just want this to be known, I am going to be solely responsible for any vomit found in Kyle's room later today. Why is that? Uh, well, Henry got a haircut. This is uh, off topic, but it needs to be talked about. Henry's Kyle's dog. He's a Yorkshire Terrier. And he's it's also a dick. Nah, he's a great dog. You're a piece of shit is what it is. <laughs> and Kyle and I took them to the gay haircut place. And um, he got his haircut. And he looks fucking adorable. Did you say the gay haircut Especially place? Especially with his ears all perked up. So today he was like staring at me while I was eating. And so I gave him an entire cheeseburger. <laughs> I took one off the pan. I took Melvin, put him in Kyle's room so that Melvin couldn't get to the cheeseburger, gave Melvin some tater tots, gave Henry a whole cheeseburger. <laughs> that dog is going to be something. Did you I say the gay what. haircut place, though? Yeah, it's a long story. It's an off-air story, not an on-air story. Yeah. Moving on to the Padres. Uh, Padres, historic, historically awful in, in a lot of facets. Um, but one exciting player, and someone I expect to be up, uh, is uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh a big fan of Fernando Tatis. It is oh. a big fan of his. I'm going to be a big fan of this guy. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get his jersey, no matter where shirt-y. he plays. Shirt, shirtsy. Yeah, I'm not spending any money on a jersey, but shirtsy. I'll go to Models. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Models. Uh, but anticipated, uh, he could play. He's a shortstop by, I guess you know, uh, <clears throat> description. But there's potential that you know he could play third. You know, if they wanted to go that type of route. Um, some of his stats, double uh, A last year, uh, 26, 16 home runs. Um, but I think one thing that is not mentioned a lot in the, the scouting report that I read, but I, I know of reading other stuff, uh, great fielder. He's super fast, and he, and he has the power to go with it. Uh, so I expect him to be up this year. I don't know if it's opening day, but I think kind of the same thing is kind of like the Vlad Guerrero deal. If he's not up opening day, he'll be up, we'll call it, two weeks four weeks yeah in. here we are uh, another guy i thought it was interesting uh was uh logan allen uh he's 22 uh his combined uh, minor league stats uh last year uh 
all time. Let me correct that. Is he's a two point seven five ERA and with uh, three hundred seventy eight strikeouts in the minors. Uh, he he's pitched in the minors for I think it was three or four years now. Um, not blow you away, speed, fastball, anything like that. But he's great control, and um, you know he has the ability to make you know the. Uh, <laughs> I, I, let no. me throw here. Well, I'm not talking about you. No, shut up and go. He's going to be a middle reliever. Uh, it's the type of thing that he'll shore up that bullpen, which is kind of questionable. The whole pitching staff is questionable. Right. <laughs> I don't know who's pitching opening day for that team. Joel Embiid right? said that Michael Jordan has never been and isn't isn't and has never been the GOAT. And Dennis Rodman told him that he's doing a great job supporting his little island or country or wherever the fuck he's from and to shut the fuck up and do his goddamn job. <laughs> That's a beef I need to see in my life. Sorry, that I just was scrolling through sports news. That's news. Uh, one person I think will, could be moved. Uh, Aaron Loop, thirty-one. He's uh, got. A, he's in the Padres. Yeah, he's got a year left on his contract with a with a player option for some reason. Well, he, was, he was a Philly last year. Yeah, it's Padre now. Uh, that's why I picked him because he's a guy who you know. I think he's just there to be there. I, I think he could be moved in any. Ability, you know, whether he's good or bad, he's average. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's just a middle of the road guy. Uh, so I, he's he's played eight seasons. That's his, you know, his MLB, you know, hangs hat on. Yeah. And uh, lastly, uh, Boog Powell, uh, that guy can't play anyway. <laughs> so Boog, I'm sorry, you're out. All right, we'll stick it to the West, Dodgers. Staying in the West, I like it. Spit all over my phone just now. All right. Biggest guy chance for me, I think that's going to come up. Uh, it's interesting because, for the most part, the outfield is, is somewhat set. But someone who could be off the bench and someone who, who's ready to, to come up, uh, 22-year-old Alex, help, help me out here, Verdugo? Alex Verdugo. Verdugo. But really, it's V-E-R-D-U-G-O, Verdugo? Well, I, I guess so. Um, it's French. <laughs> um, hit 329, 34 homers uh, in the minors uh, this past year. Uh, his hitting is improving every year. His power has gone up this past year. Um, the same thing, like I mentioned before, that that outfield is kind of set. I, I uh, guess you, you don't. You don't. <laughs> well, what, what do you? Who play right field? I have to look at the roster. I was looking at the depth chart earlier, and I don't remember. They have Jock Peterson, and the other two options are wide wide open. Kyle, I don't know how involved you are in you know the Los Angeles sports scene, uh, but there's camps out there that are pretty confident with that outfield. So I mean, that's the reason I, I I chose him. Anyway, he's going to be up. Okay. It's, it's going to be up. That's 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 the real hallmark of this, <laughs> this player. So you're saying he's winning that right field job? I'm saying he's going to be either right field. I don't know if he's a center field guy, right. but he could be a corner guy. Um, another guy I found interesting, uh, Dennis Santana. He's 22, uh, 2.54 ERA and uh, 49 and a half innings pitched in Double A. Uh, he was up briefly last year for a game, inevitably got hurt, uh, and was out the rest of the year. He had like a rotator cuff uh, thing, but yeah. he, he was pretty much ready to go uh, last year. 
I think this time around he'll be ready. Um, he'll be healthy. Well, I guess health is entirely <coughs> barring, but health aside, he'll be up and, uh, excuse me, and foreseeably he'll be out of the bullpen. Uh, one person I was a little surprised uh, about the signing, but I guess it's someone who could be moved fairly easily, uh, David Fries. 36, you know, he's a, just going to be off the bench, you know, play, you know, third, I guess, when when needed. But that's somebody who could be moved at any time. And uh, another guy like that, uh, Kevin Quackenbush. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that, guy, that guy could go anywhere. Quackenbush. Yeah. A big, I'm a favorite of him. That's one of my favorite Staying guys. Staying in the National League, we got Milwaukee. Well, with the Brewers, as soon as my dock loads here. Um, guy I think you got to look out for, and again, Kyle, you're going to have to help me with the pronunciation here, Keston Hiura, second baseman. Um, I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> uh, with the exception of the new second baseman, Mike Moustakis, who I guess is going to play second, um, the Brewers don't really have like a true second baseman on the roster, and Keston can step in and fill that void. Um to do that, he's going to have to have, like, a real strong spring training. But, again, like, the Brewers have a need there. Moustakis is not a second baseman. He's going to be a huge second baseman. <laughs> I don't know how good he's going to be at Turner, too. <laughs> it's just, I think he's doing it, you know, it's a, t- it's a team-friendly move for Moustakis to move, but I don't see it lasting. Um, but Hira can come in, fill the void. I mean, the Brewers were, they were in the championship series. Like, they were knocking on the door of the World Series. It's not like they're a team that's far away. They're they're in that win now mode, and and this kid can come up and not to say he'll be the reason they get over the hump, but he'll definitely help the them. Factor. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a player to cut. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I'm sorry. I wanted to say Ryan Braun, and Kyle told me I couldn't, but that was more because I don't like him. Travis Shelby, they got him. <laughs> Well, actually, they played Travis Shaw at second left base last year. Also a big guy. <laughs> yeah, Moustakas at second is going to be hilarious. Maybe they just kind of like that move, you know? <laughs> He's just so big. Stocky guy out there. <laughs> Singing the NL. We'll go with Reed's favorite team, the Mets. I thought for sure you were going to say the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> Great right. jerseys. That's it. Uh, so. Wish Jeff was here. <laughs> The prospect that I really think is going to make an impact this year uh, for the Mets is Peter Alonzo. You can make an argument that he should have been called up last year, but... Uh, can't field for shit. No, he can't field for shit, but you got a lot of players that are there just based on their own power, and he has a lot of power behind his head. That guy belongs in the Royals. That's kind of the Mets' MO. Can you hit the ball out? <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, that's exactly why it was there. I mean, he has a 314 batting average. He has... What are you... All right. He has uh, 36 home runs in 132 games that he's played. Kid has raw power. It's only going to get better as he moves his way up. Can he field? Nah, he can't field for shit. But, you know, I mean, Mets really need uh, to just get somebody in there that can start helping them score points. And Alonzo is their answer. Score points? I got it. I I heard that also. Give him that bottle. Anyways, it's like the ugliest Runs. thing you can say that's still kind of correct, but just gross. He's good around the perimeter. <laughs> Don't hand that to me. You fucked up. 
This guy's going to be a great red zone batter. I can't <laughs> wait to see him. <laughs> good on the... Uh, Used and all be- the good jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and because I don't have a player for them to Oh, he's good on the power play. Just give me the bottom. All right. Next. You got anybody else? Uh, no, I didn't have anybody else for them. Uh, he Riddler's left. just gone. He left. He was the next guy. <laughs> Audible. All right, we'll go to the Tiger. That's me. I'm here. He's oh. back. Oh, we got the A's then. All right, cool. Oakland Athletics, Kyle. Second favorite team. Great color scheme. That's right. Um... Chris Davis cut. Um, no. Uh, Oakland Athletics. So two things I thought to, to comment on. Uh, Mark Ahan. Kanha. 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 Yeah, whatever. Oh, I'm going to keep him even though he's thir- you know, yeah. Cause when, I, when I started looking at this, because baseball knowledge is not my forte, I look for age. Wait a minute. Can you put your mic on the inside? I look for age, both young and high. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Last year he batted 249, 17 home runs, 52 RBIs. He's a utility outfielder, plays all over the outfield regularly. I think they're going to keep him. They kind of need him. Um, they need that depth. Uh, I also think they're going to keep Robbie Grossman. I know they just acquired him, but I think even with a shaky spring, they're going to, you know, right fielder, another outfielder type of thing. You can suck and be a lefty, and you'll make the team. Right. Plus, they have a surplus of outfield, which is why I was, like, kind of looking at him. But he did bat 273. And he had six errors, so it was kind of shaky. But like I said, I think I think that he's a keeper. Uh, I think they're going to send down uh, Ramon Lorian, a 24 year old right fielder. Again, they have a surplus of outfielders. They don't necessarily need him. They can keep him down in the minors to fine tune his skills. Definitely, I think a September call up guy um, could potentially see earlier call up, barring injuries, trades, whatever. Uh, in the minors, he batted 288, which is pretty impressive. Five home runs, 19 RBIs. I also think they're going to send down Grant Holmes, a 22-year-old relief pitcher. Um, he needs more experience. He needs to get a better control on his fastball. And I think as of right now, he kind of lacks the it factor. But in the minor leagues last year, um, just kind of like a test it. He only pitched two games. I couldn't, I couldn't find if he was injured or not. He went oh he was oh for he was oh and oh with two no decisions and a four point five ERA so not really a good sample size to work off of, but based off of kind of some like scouting reports I've looked up on him because I don't really know a lot about this guy, he, you know like the things I said he needs a little bit more control on his fastball and he kind of lacks that it factor as of right now, and that's the athletics. Oh, all right. Now we have the Tigers. Up, oh, that was close. <laughs> Proximity wise. So, the Tigers have only one catcher on the team right now. His name is uh, Omar Navarro. Grayson Griner. That's close. Bernie Griner? Uh, he's going to make the team by default. The Tigers are one of those teams. I have no idea who half of those guys are. <laughs> it, it's a rough time in Detroit. No idea. I'm looking at the roster. I know maybe two guys. Roller derby going on upstairs. Um. I think they could cut either Matt Moore or Jordan Zimmerman. One, to get off Zimmerman's contract, and two, Matt Moore sucks. I just feel like one of the, like those two guys are prime candidates. All the other guys are young, and the Tigers are just going to be bad for a few years. Yeah, yeah, the Tigers are going to be a bottom bottom dwelling team for a little while. 
Might be in third place. This division's trash. Yeah, but but that's what I mean. Like third place in that division, you're last in every other division. It's just they're not going to be good. It is what it is. You know, baseball is one of those sports where the the rebuilds take a long time. You know, so they're bad. <laughs> that sums that up. Really, it is. It's just. It's got to be rough playing on a team that you know going into the season's like, listen, we're not going to have a good year. And there's 162 games, and guess what? We're going to win 60 of them. It's <laughs> Let's go have some fun. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, But, hey, your guys are going to make your millions. It's just it's not going to be a good season. Yeah. It's got to be tough. And next we got the New York Yankees. Ooh. Who's got this team? Paul Steen does. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Because it's out of my division. Yep. Uh, Yankees. Um, <laughs> the AL East for J-Mark's squad. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. They're going to trade uh, Judge for cash. All right. hundred bucks. Right. Nice. Oh, I can afford them. Cash. Can you just buy Aaron Judge and just keep him in your house? Wash uh, a car. No, for the New York Yankees, pretty, pretty simple. I have two things. Uh, they send down Kyle Higashioka. 28-year-old catcher. Um, Romine and Sanchez, pretty good. Don't really need them. Um, I'd love Higashioka, Call up for injury purposes, but September call up maybe. Yeah. But yeah, Sanchez and Romine is above and beyond a, a good backup catcher. And I think they cut Greg Bird. Um, Or, or, or trade him. That, that's but, what I mean. Uh, yeah. Whatever, but... Lack of production, didn't even bat 200. Voight has a better bat, and when Voight can't play first, Tolowitzki and Andujar can. So, they don't need him. Yeah, Bird Bird to me is like, just trade him to whoever for whatever. Just get rid of him. Get fa- something for failed, him. Failed experiment. Just cut him. He had a he good first him. year. But that's what I mean, like, and he came up with so much hype. To me, he was just like a worse Mark Teixeira. Decent, <laughs> decent, and he's always hurt. It, it's just he's he's. And when he comes go. back, it takes him like three weeks to get back into swing he's, of things. He's playing for the wrong New York team. That's the problem. He's got to go mm. to the Queens. <laughs> Flushing Queens. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the perfect Met, Kendall. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He doesn't get injured enough, though. <laughs> I'm he's pretty sure he injured. does. He's yeah. always injured. Not enough. <laughs> I'm talking minimum 90 games missed. Yeah, that's that's actually probably Greg Bird. Yeah, what, anybody else want? Jason Bay. <laughs> that's all I got. All right. all right. So we'll keep it in the AL East. Mock's favorite team, the Boston Red Sox. Yuck, yuck. Um, Trade so, Boogie Bats. No, no, no. <laughs> Greg Bird. Well, that would be awesome. But I'll <laughs> judge. No, um... The player, I think, now this is a guy, he's been in the league a little over a year, but I think this year we're going to really see his breakout because of other things happening on the team. But that's third baseman Rafael Devers. He's come in, he's been a great glove for them. Batting's kind of been spotty, but he's a great young player. Is, is he even 21 yet? Do you know? I don't think he is. I think he's Maybe 20. He very he, he's very young. Um, but, I mean, we already know. Bogarts is already discussing testing free agency. Pedroia's kind of, you know, on the farewell tour, unofficial. So, I mean, the, the Red Sox are going to need 
someone to step up for that infield and be the leader of the infield. You know, Betts, Betts is going to be the leader of the team, but every infield needs to have that presence. Endeavors can be that, being, you know, the, the good glove. He's got a good bat. He's so young. They, they just need someone to step up, and I think this year we're going to see Devers take the steps towards going into that superstardom player. Um, as far as someone the Red Sox, I mean, should try and move. I mean, they try and trade this guy every year. I can't figure out why, but Jackie Bradley. Every year they, they try and get rid of this guy, and then he finishes the season strong. He's He's got a can of an arm. He hits well. He's great in the field. For whatever reason, they don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> they try and move him every year. But um, I think Devers, this is the year we're going to really see him explode into the, the superstar that they kind of expected him to be. All right. Uh, I'm going to run out the AL East. The Baltimore Orioles. Boy, do they have a lot of problems. Uh, they do. So I'm trying to think of a cut guy or a trade guy or anything guy. There is no guy. They can't trade anybody. Nobody wants them. They can't cut anybody because they can't afford to cut anybody. <laughs> so the two guys that came to mind to keep, and that was Andrew Jackson, who's a Rule Five pick this year. Um. So when I looked at the rosters, there was only one third baseman and one shortstop on the roster. The for those who don't know how the Rule Five works, the only way you can stay on the team is if you make the team. Like you can only be on the big league team. Does that make sense? Yeah, you can't. You, they can't take you and then put you in the yeah, farm. Yeah. So you have to be on the. I think he stays. I think he's good enough to stay. Well, I don't think good enough, but he's gonna be. It's just Baltimore. They're in a lot of trouble. And then they have Austin Hayes, who's a right fielder. He was hurt a lot last year. Supposed to make a big splash, and now he's healthy, and he's gonna fight for that right field job. They have Cameron Cini. Adam Jones is still out there, but he might come back. He might not. We don't know. Is is he still, like, with the Orioles? No, he's a free agent. Is he? Yeah. You don't want to cut Chris Davis, huh? Can't. That guy's a scrub. Designate eating, for assignment. Eating too much money there. Yeah, they, they really <laughs> screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> you think he was juicing? No. I think he had a really good year. And they stopped, and they made him stop taking Adderall. So I, I, all right. So what do you make of that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that's really like, that was a funny sentence. I didn't expect Kyle to say that. No, that's what happened. They made him stop taking Adderall. He got suspended and. Well, that's was, what I mean. So I mean, I say juicing, but like just like Carlos Luis, he was taking Adderall. He was batting two eighty. He stopped two twelve. <laughs> then I'll go to the Cleveland Indians. I'll jump back down. Um, Personally, I think that Danny Salazar's time in Cleveland is up, even if it's via trade or via designated for assignment. Um, they have a lot of guys on that roster that can pitch. Um, Corey Kluber's still there. Carlos Carrasco just got extended. Shane Bieber just came up. Um, Mike Clevenger. It's either going to be a, a bullpen guy or he's out. And I think he wants to be a starter. So I think Danny Salazar, he struggled last year with injury. He's gone, in my opinion. Uh, Leno Martin also could be dealt. Uh, he kind of sucks. <laughs> he bats 210 <laughs> every year. But 
there's not many options on the Indians. And to keep, I have him keeping. What the fuck did I say? Sorry. Oh, first baseman Bobby uh, Abreu. Bobby Bradley. He's Bobby 22, Brown. 22 years old and had 20 plus home runs in each of the last four seasons in the minors. It's prerogative. <laughs> nice. You could take that. No, Kyle, that was <laughs> that was well placed. Um, so the first baseman, the first base position in Cleveland is open, unless they give it to Henry Ramirez, who just signed. Fun fact, um, <clears throat> you know they got rid of they got Carlos Santana back. He'll be probably going to DH or play first. I was going to say why wouldn't he play first? I don't know. I suck the Philadelphia fielding, <clears throat> but he's one of those guys that can come in DH. He is he's a home run guy. He, he can make a big splash with just the bat. And then we'll move to the West, back to the AL West. Oh, I was all excited for a second. Anaheim. So the Angels, um, they're going to go ahead and they're going to keep Tony Danza. All right. I think that's a fair move, Kyle. Yeah. Tony Danza. And Chris Ward. All right. So um, I think that they're going to send down... 21-year-old starting pitcher prospect Luis Madero. Um, I just think that granted spring training is not done yet, but I think he lacks control and the poise for the big leagues um, and the position depth at pitch starting pitching doesn't demand early call. I'm not saying great position depth, but they've got enough pieces to get him yeah. through now. Um, uh, Luis Garcia, 32-year-old relief pitcher. I think he gets cut uh, I predict a bad spring from him. Um, in 2018, he had a plus six ERA with a career worse than runs scored against and hits allowed. Um, and there's enough youth to be to start the season and youth to call up that they don't really need him. Um, again, going off of a prediction of a bad spring. Um, I mean, if he has an okay spring, he could be a mentor kind of guy, but. And also have them cutting Caleb Cowart, 26-year-old third baseman. Uh, lack of production. They have depth with Cozart and then David Fletcher, young kid that I think is going to be that kind of fill-in guy and maybe even take over, depending. Plus, they also signed Tommy LaStella, um, who's a utility signing. Really underrated. Yeah. Well, um, that, that signing adds a humongous amount of depth across the entire infield. Um, last year, and like just a fun fact for it, just to kind of show his depth. Last year with the Cubs, he played a hundred game, over a hundred games, and he started at least a dozen or more games at every infield position except for catcher. Wow! Like so, he he can just fill in anywhere, barring injury, poor performance, matchups, whatever. And so, just with Caleb Cowart's lack of production, I just I, I could see him being out the door. I mean, he could get sent down. He's only twenty six, but he's more he's more defensively prominent than he's offensively. Right, and 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 the reason I don't think he gets sent down versus going out the door is because with Cozart they already have young David Fletcher who's younger than Cowart and is showing more offensive promise and consistent defensive promise. I think that right now Cowart's better defensively, but 
there's still room for improvement. And also, the Angels just got him back yesterday. Who? Cowart. Or the day before. They just re-signed him. They just re-got him, like, reacquired him the other day. Yeah, but still. <clears throat> That's my, you know, whatever. Moving on. All right. Uh, Massey. What do you got? Worst team in baseball, my friend. Chicago White Sox? This was a very hard one to do because the Marlins are so, so, so bad. Um, Trade for Stan. Three pretty sides. much. Um, so they got the uh, one of the best international prospects last year and one of my favorite players, uh, Victor Victor Mesa. Mr. Victor Twice. So you like him? I like him because of his name, and that's pretty much it. He has Victor twice in his name. Not to say, you have no idea who that guy is. No. Victor, um, Victor means. That's pretty much all I like him. His he, father is Jose, fun fact. Yes. Really? Wow. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he did very good when he was playing in Cuba. Uh, hit a three five four uh, average, you know, 55 home runs, 44 RBIs, and had four, 40 stolen bases. He was He was pretty good. The only problem is he got hurt already in spring training, and I really doubt whether the Marlins are going to try and rush him up to the majors when they're not going to do a fucking thing this year. Yeah, hold on, they got Starlin. When they're not going to do a fucking thing this year, they got Starlin Castro. Right. So I I really don't know how quickly they're going to rush him along when they're not going to do a fucking thing this year. They got Starlin. Mass, you never stands here. But um. Another person that they may possibly bring up uh, is Isan Diaz. They got him in the Illich trade last year. Um, he he struggles at times. Um, big part of his game is getting comfortable in the stadium that he's playing at. Uh, once he actually starts, you know, uh, getting comfortable in the stadium, he starts getting a little bit better. But moving from Double A AA to Triple A, he was still hitting only an average of uh, two thirty two average and only hit thirteen home runs. Really stocky frame, really short, has uh, lacks lower flexibility to actually, you know, hit the ball. He has strong power when, you know, he gets up to the plate and he can actually flash that power once he starts getting comfortable. But it takes time for him to actually do it. The Marlins have nothing this year. You're getting souls all aroused by this analysis. <laughs> they got, they got, they got Starlin. They got nothing this year, so it's really hard to say who they're going to call up and they're not what they're going to try and you know if they're going to try and actually bring well, their prospects up. To... There's one reason why you're wrong. <laughs> why is that? It's sense? not a big deal. It's not a big deal. All right? They signed Grant Curtis Granderson to a minor league deal. I'm like 98 percent sure right, that he's yeah. going to make the team and play a lot. All right, you you raise a fair point. I was trying not to go with the obvious one, mm-hmm. but. But anyways, Marlins have nothing this year. Nobody can predict what they're going to do because they don't want to waste the talent right I away. I can predict they're going to win four games. There you go. Perfect. So done. Four games. What is the worst in uh, in the MLB? It was history? the Tigers in like 2002. They what did they win? Bad. Uh, they won like 54. All right, I'm almost done here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mock, take it away with the best unis in the league. Ooh, we're talking the Reds. That's right. Jeff Martin. Added we should learn like the Reds like uh, fight song. We could Do sing it on the one? show. Go Cincinnati. If that's the first line, Kyle, I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> Go Cincinnati. <laughs> um, with the Reds, I mean, there, there's really only one prospect I think um, that should be up. Should have been up last year. Me and Kyle were talking about him before, but Nick Senzel. Um, Kid's a baller. Yeah, he he's good. But I mean, 
What's weird is now he's gone through the farm as primarily a third baseman and a second baseman. Spring training, they got him in center field. You know why? <laughs> because third base is already taken by an all-star from last year. Shortstop and second base, they kind of want to keep Perez and uh, some asshole that's in short. <laughs> I forgot his name. But center field's open because Billy Hamilton left. So if, they, if he can manage to play center field, you got a pretty good guy. Is it Rich Kozart? Not Rich Kozart. <laughs> you, you can shut up. Well... <laughs> I, I don't know who else is on, but I know they brought in Puig and Matt Kemp. I mean, does that round out their outfield? No, that feels so open. It's Justin Winkler, but he sucks. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the Senzo kid, I mean, he, he's really athletic. Um, hasn't played outfield at all, but he's he's fast enough and, like I said, athletic enough to kind of pick it up. Probably won't be an opening day starting guy. Um, I think he'll definitely be there by June. That's what I mean. Like I see him going up there by the summer, expect because he's gonna fall into the same thing where you know they get another year of team control, and but I think by the summer we'll see him playing for the Reds. Um, again, another team that's not really, not that they're not going they're, anywhere, they're a weird but team. they can either be really good this year or fucking terrible. That's what I mean. Like they might surprise us. They probably won't, but um, but that's what I got for the Reds. All right. Kendall, take us away with uh, the purple and black here. The purple and black. Sacramento. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this one, it was on a Colorado Rockies site, and like their blog name was called like the the Purple Peaks or something like that. Like you guys are lame. Yeah. Come on. All right. Um, got a couple prospects. Uh, that perhaps one guy I really anticipate being up by the end of this year. Um, and that's Brendan Rogers. Uh, he's Second base, kind of like a all-around infielder, I will say. Uh, he's 22. Uh, he batted 268 with uh, 114 hits in both double and triple A last year. Uh, I believe he's baseball's number 10 overall prospect. I don't know if Solis can confirm that. Fucking killed it with the yard goes. Uh, it's it's tough because uh, that infield is somewhat like I'm not gonna say decided, but it, it's kind of like it's it's written. Drink this. Can you listen to me, please? No, I'm not, because you're wrong. So, facing tough, tough competition with Ryan McMahon, Garrett Hampson, and Paul Valleca, uh, who have already played in the majors so far. That's why he faces somewhat tough competition. Doesn't. They all suck. All right, Souls, you know, I forgot how much time you spent out in Denver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, those guys have all sat and worked with Trevor Story, you know, as well as... Uh, Brendan, he has as well. So I, I expect him to be up. I don't know at what point in the beginning or the end, but that's someone who for sure in 2019 I think will be taking out bats. Um, someone who <laughs> – one person I just got to get out of the way. One person I think can be moved is Mark Reynolds. Uh, he signed a minor league deal like recently. Uh, I, I don't know what the purpose was. I don't know. The goal was he'd possibly play behind Daniel Murphy or – Give some competition? No? What do we got? Um, he's probably going to be like a pinch hitter type. Because when he played there for Colorado before, well, right. he was very good. I mean, he, he could kill it. But I guess I was just surprised because... You got to think about it. They lost D.J. LeMay here. Right. They traded Jordan Patterson. Um, Ryan McMahon is kind of still like, what if? Like, he bet like 212 or very low when he was for Colorado last year. I think Mark Reynolds is more of a safety blanket. I think he's going to make the team no matter what. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. 
even if he doesn't start, I think he'll be yeah. there. I know he. It's a minor league deal, so you, and they still got Ian Desmond. Right. So not not a lot of money being thrown around yeah. there. Um, somebody also too that could be moved. Uh, right hand pitcher uh, Chad Bettis. Uh, kind of always had a high ERA. His career ERA is a five five one basically. Uh, thirty and twenty five and one hundred twenty five games. Uh, always Big cancer. Kind of, He's kind of always been a low rotation starter, as well as kind of you know being in the bullpen in and out, in and out. So it's someone who's just always on the cusp of like mediocrity. So it's someone who could be moved. It's it's more of like pitching in Colorado than it is. Right, I think he's, it's it's you know it's a home run park. It's just it's not all on him. And the thing is, it's not that he gave up a lot of home runs. It's just I get it. He's just kind of middle of the road guy and un- unimpressive at best. You know, finish it off with your desert. Ah. The desert. The best place to play in Major League Baseball. Um, a pitcher who I anticipate being up uh, this year is uh, John Tuplantier. I think that's how you say his name. Um, he ended up injuring his shoulder last year, uh, but he was making great strides. He pitched two games last year, uh, finished with 100, <laughs> 1.29 ERA with nine strikeouts. Demex uh, bullpen. Isn't awful, but more so average. Uh, best guy last year uh, was TJ McFarland, finishing with a two ERA. Um, so that's somebody that I could see uh, being up at some point uh, this year. Uh, another guy, uh, another pitcher, uh, another reliever, uh, Taylor Widener, uh, last season. Uh, he improved his strikeout rate, uh, jumped up 6%, as well as his, he lowered his walks. Um has great upside. Uh, he throws in the mid nineties. Uh, the only issue that the uh, scouting has with him, and it's kind of the um, oh my god, I can't get the guy's name. I put pitched for uh, the Giants. Long hair there. Lincecum. Lincecum being short. That's like the only issue they have with him. He's six foot on the dot. So I mean, Lincecum has kind of been like the the guy who who beat that. You know that stigma of you can't be you can't be short and pitch. Uh, that's really the only issue that scouts have with him uh two players i could see possibly moved uh reliever greg holland he's 33 he's played for three teams in two years serviceable guy but really you know his stock really he holds no value there uh he's just he's somebody who could pitch anywhere so uh another person i thought i considered being moved and perhaps a contender, and Mock kind of made this argument earlier with Carpenter, is yeah. uh, Zach Greinke. He's 35. Uh, he's he's the ace there, but I suppose if the Diamondbacks were, were tanking hard and there was a team that were going to offer him, make an offer that was reasonable, uh, Zach Greinke could be moved. All right. So, Mock, the Cubs? The Cubs. Let's load up the old dock here. You're going to say P.J. Higgins? <laughs> I, think, I think Reed is dead. Shout out, P.J. Um, the Cubs, uh, the prospect I think that should come up um, and kind of has a somewhat of an open door is Miguel Amaya, I believe is how it's pronounced. He's a catcher. Um, now, the Cubs do have Wilson Contreras, who last year was an all-star, but kind of finished the season not great. I think he batted under 250. So, yes, he was an all-star, but... To me, uh, with a kind of a pedestrian finish, 
They may take a look to see what they have in Amaya, even if it's in like a backup type role. Um, but this is a guy, he's a great defensive catcher who has good power, so he can make, you know, make an impact. Um, if he plays well, I mean, you could explore trading Contreras. But um, a player that I think the Cubs are going to look to move on from this year is going to be Addison Russell. And it's really more to do with off-the-field issues than on the field. To me, I think he's a very talented shortstop. But, um, you know, the domestic abuse thing, it is what it is. I mean, we're seeing it all over sports. Um, he's probably going to get some type of suspension. And if the Cubs decide to move on, I mean, Javi Baez is filled in at short, and he he's an incredible ball player. And they even have a young minor league prospect in uh, Nico Horner who can make a spot on the roster. Um, so I think the team's going to move on from Russell. I don't even think they'll try and trade him. I think it's just going to be a designate and let him go. All right. Nice. Then we got the disdain of the East. The Braves. Kyle, you love the Braves. Fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Braves have a lot of prospects that could see. Uh, call up Chipper Jones. All right. We'll call up Chipper Jones. We'll just call it at that end of the story. Um, they have a lot of prospects that they could call up this year. Most of them are being pitchers. I went the uh, unconventional route, and I chose uh, Austin Riley, who is their top prospect. Uh, know that they signed Donaldson to uh, uh, deal this year to play third base, but the guy only played in 52 games last year. He's just getting worse as the years go on. He's not bad, but there's not unreasonable doubt that he makes it through the entire season and Riley has played very well playing in the minors. He's hit a 294 with 30 doubles, 19 home runs, and 70 RBIs at 108 games. Uh, struggled with fielding in his first couple of years, but he's gotten a lot better. Uh, showed in these last couple of games that he's played uh, during spring training. Um, you know, you got uh, Carmago that uh, was filled as the incumbent third baseman before they signed Donaldson this year. Um, but he's really more suited to be a shortstop. So when Donaldson eventually does get hurt this year, I really do think that they bring up Riley uh, to bring some power to the rotation. And he has a very high fielding percentage. I think he has like a 9.63 fielding percentage. Um, so he has a really high glove to be able to man the corner. I think he'll do very well this year when he's called up. The Braves have like 900 pitching prospects. <laughs> And that is why I didn't choose one of them. All right, probably one of the hardest teams, the Houston Astros, because they pretty much rounded out. Yeah, I don't really have them cutting anybody. I just had them sending down Garrett Stubbs, 25-year-old catcher. Um, Max Stassi is a solid backup and solid numbers. Uh, he needs more fielding experience. And then I also have them sending down Miles Straw, 24-year-old center fielder. Uh, he's productive offensively. Um, he's been productive offensively and defensively in, short, in a short experience um, in the majors, but they have deep. Uh, they have they're very deep at the position. Um, definitely a call up for September for the postseason run that they're probably going to go on. That's pretty much all I have for the Astros. I can't. Really, I don't think they're gonna cut anybody. I mean, they're not you know cap space wise. They're fine. They just you know they get got good pieces. Maybe cut George Springer just because like. We'll just fuck up the world, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Throw right. a wrench in it all. So the last team that we're going to do is the Chicago White Sox. Dick. 
They have three pieces I want to talk about. Two of them just signed recently, like the last few days. But first is Carson Fulmer. Uh, White Sox need more starting pitching. Um, we all know Kopich is out for the year. Um, Fulmer is a high-end rotation guy that projected to be really good, but I think he's better suited for the bullpen. So is Kopich. He throws very hard, but very wild. And these other two guys, Irvin Santana, who can be a, a reliable 3, 4, 5, doesn't matter where you put him, could be very reliable. And they just signed outfielder Preston Tucker. And the White Sox outfield is pretty rough hitting-wise right now. They have a bunch of guys that like play decent, but no power. And I think Preston Tucker... Especially he, after the exit of Garcia. I think Preston Tucker could easily avoid the... Easily, like... Come in and make the void better. He's a left-handed uh, batter, so it helps that way. Even if it's just as, as like every other day, like righty versus lefty, I think that's a very good pickup. I don't know why the Braves even got rid of him, to be honest. I think they fucking cut John Jay. They only signed him to sign Machado. <laughs> He's a 250, 260 guy who plays somewhat good defense. They have a better center fielder who plays better defense. Might not hit better, but he makes better plays in center field. So that's all we got for spring cleaning this year. So the Bulls play the Bucks, and Brook Lopez, like all he did was get rebounds and dunk the ball, and Robin Lopez made threes. <laughs> <laughs> so they switched bodies for the day. <laughs> Good job, Souls. Thank you. You're a Rembrandt. I know it took a lot longer than we thought, but it's all right. No, it's all right. It took about as long as we thought. That was yeah, all right. It was we, fun. We didn't go to break because we wanted, we wanted to, to, to get through it. So, uh, I had a fun thing planned, but we're not doing it this week because NHL is important <laughs> to me. If nobody else on the show, it's important to me. Quick but thing. that being said, trade deadline was today. It ended at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and holy fuck was it fantastic. I was listening to NHL radio. I was working as Mass and I were talking earlier in Vernon. And, shit got crazy. Uh, 2.45, I made an excuse that I had to go to my car. I told him I was going to shit my pants. Um, and it was true because I had to listen to the NHL network radio because NBA, MLB, and the NFL trade deadlines, it's all like, oh, this is stuff we could see happening. And it kind of trickles in throughout the day. NHL deadline, they make always the same thing. It's like five people. These are guys that are going to get traded. Or are like on the hot seat for trades. One or two of them will get traded like 24 to 72 hours before the deadline. And then like 245, people are like, yeah, we should start trading people. 257, it's like, shit, we don't have a lot of time. 258, everyone's fucking gone. <laughs> like eight trades went through like a minute before yeah, the deadline. Yeah, my phone went nuts. Yeah, a lot of them. And we're going to go ahead and break down all of them. Nice. So, starting off with the Kyle Souls. Pittsburgh Penguins. They traded for Eric Gudbranson, Gudbranson, sorry, from the Vancouver Canucks. The Vancouver Canucks got Tanner Pearson, both defensemen, defenseman swap there. Uh, Penguins, bad, bad trade. They lost that trade big time. They took on an extra seven and a half million dollars in cap they didn't need to take on, and doesn't really push them over the edge in this playoff push they're trying to get. Um, it just, in my opinion, was an unneeded trade. They could have kept. They could, could have done nothing at the deadline, kept the team the way it was, production-wise, would have been the same, less cap space, 
kept the chemistry going, was unneeded, made a move to make a move. Not necessarily. I'm just going to keep going, I guess. I don't really know if you guys have any comments. So, uh, Boston Bruins acquired Marcus Johansson forward from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for a 2019 second round pick and a 2020 fourth round pick. Idiots. Yeah, Devils won that pick. Yeah. Big time. Uh, Johansson is solid, but he's not a difference maker that the Bruins are looking for to make this big push, especially when you look at who they're going to have to go through in the East, whether it's the Maple Leafs or the Lightning. They're gonna, it's going to be shootout men's mentality. Johansson's not going to help them in a shootout type of situation. They really needed to go after a Mark Stone or a Matt Duchesne. They didn't have what it took to get them. Or not, I shouldn't say that. They had what it took. Other teams were willing to give up more. And so they didn't get either of these. Any I of think these. Matt Stone got traded. Yes. They didn't, they, you know, they, I think the big, they were really after Wayne Simmons, but they just didn't, they to, couldn't give up what other teams were able to give up. So the Devils won that trade. Moving on, one of the big names that was moved on free agency day, Wayne Simmons, traded to the Nashville Predators. Huh. Philly, in exchange, got Ryan Hartman, a 24th round, 20, uh, 2024th round conditional pick. Third, it, the, so... The conditional picks in the NHL basically are: this is the pick you get. It moves upper. It moves up if X, Y, and Z happens. So Philly is guaranteed Ryan Hartman, and they're guaranteed a 2024th round pick. It becomes a third round pick if Nashville wins one round of the playoffs this season. Pretty much going to happen. So with that being said, Nashville wins this trade by a hair. Uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne Simmons, yeah. Wayne Simmons is an offensive prowess, and he's going to help their power play immensely. They are the worst power play in the ho- in National Hockey League right now, which is pretty flabbergasting when you consider how good of a team they really are. Also, Simmons really fits in with that physical nature of hockey that they like to play in Nashville. Hartman is a very good pickup for Philly, and they got a good pick because it's more than likely going to be a third-round pick. If they don't... If they don't walk out of this with a third-round pick, it's more of a disappointment that Nashville didn't make it out of the first round than it is that they get a fourth-round pick. National Hockey League, much like the NFL, playoff, or, uh, drafting is deep. Moving on. The other big free agent on today's agenda, Mark Stone, newest member of the Vegas Golden Knights. What, what? Ottawa, in exchange, got prospect defenseman Eric Brandstrom, prospect forward Oscar Lindbergh, and a 2020 second-round pick. The Knights also win this trade by a hair. Um, a year ago, they were trying to get Eric Carlson from the Ottawa Senators. That fell through. He went to the Sharks. We all know that. Fast forward to the trade deadline. They get Mark Stone. A top-20 player in the NHL. A absolute stud. Really going to push Vegas into this playoff push. More importantly... Vegas wasted no time after this trade. I think it was about 30 seconds after they got the trade for Mark Stone. Doing what Ottawa couldn't, and that was signing him to a long-term deal. So you're telling me that he should be the first jersey that I buy for the Knights? No. Okay. Um, it should definitely be Subban. What? Yeah, the Subban. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Stone, like I said, Stone, top 20 player, absolute... Stud of a pickup for the Knights, um, and they locked him up for a good chunk of time. So that means that the you know they're 
the owner and general management team are, are showing that, you know, the Knights are not just going to use their inaugural season push as, like, a, a stomping ground. They're ready to fucking go. Ottawa, like I said, only lost us by a hair because um, they got an absolute stud pair of prospects as well as a great pick for next year. They already have an insane amount of picks for this year. I think it's like 20 picks. They pretty much control the draft board. They are in absolute rebuild mode. It's hard for it, it's hard to imagine being an Ottawa fan that you have anything to be excited for when you consider their top three point getters and leaders in the team in Stone, uh, Duchene, and fucking Blanken are were all moved, and then Carlson in the offseason. Like Ottawa is just like the fuck, but they're they are absolutely poised for this rebuild. They are in. I mean, they ha- you have to draft right. Obviously, but they are they're about to kill it. Um, another trade that like was being talked about all day if it was going to happen or not. Nashville got um, Michael Grunland from Minnesota in exchange for Kevin Fiala. I don't know what the fuck Minnesota was doing because they got fucking robbed hard. <laughs> uh, Kevin Fiala, not even close to the promise that Grunland has. Not even close. Predators won by a lot. Predators could have thrown in a third-round pick, still would have won this trade. Not really sure what Minnesota's doing. Um, that that division, pretty fucking weird right now. Because you got teams that are still sitting at the bottom of the barrel, but they're making playoff pushes, wild cards. Very interesting. A uh, team that's doing it, that was very quiet, trickling, Blackhawks. Not really anything. They made a minor, minor move, but that was about it. Uh, another big name moved today. New York Rangers moved their other big star, Kevin Hayes, center. That's the one that I thought you said Jonathan Tays, right? Yeah. Stud. Listen, if the Blackhawks traded Jonathan Tays, I don't think Paul would have came tonight. I would be dead. He wanted a good five-minute rant about... If Jonathan Tays got traded, the first thing I would have done was, like, killed Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Judge... I would have killed everybody's here's favorite person. <laughs> Athletes. I would have just... Derek Jeter. All of them. Done. That's not fair. That was two from me. Doesn't... Uh, okay. <laughs> Troy Palomalu. Not going to pick Brian Shazier because that's a cheap move. Anyway. Can't run away anyways. So, Winnipeg Ooh. acquires Kevin Hayes. Rangers get a 19... 2019 first round pick. 2022 fourth round pick. Uh, conditional if Winnipeg wins the Stanley Cup. So... Not necessarily a long shot, but they don't get the pick if Winnipeg doesn't win the Stanley Cup. But they also got prospect Brendan LeMahieu forward. So, or LeMahieu, sorry. Uh, the Rangers actually win this trade, believe it or not. Uh, Hayes is very versatile and has a very, very strong promise in the faceoff circle, yeah. which is what Winnipeg really needs right now. They're already doing fantastic this year, but they kind of need that promise. But the Rangers got a very good bottom six guy in Brendan Lemieux. Um, and when you, you know, don't, for hockey, don't view bottom six as like a, a bad thing. Like you need depth. You need your third and fourth line to be able to yeah. go out and do things. Your fourth line may not play as much in all games, but you need your third line guys to be able to go out and get the puck on goal, get offensive faceoff opportunities, things like that. And they got picks. Um, even if they don't get that conditional pick, they still got a first round pick this year. I have a question about that. Is that a commonplace to like, you, like, hey, 
if you don't if you win the Stanley Cup, then you'll get that. Like I think that's it's a, a like you said, it's not a long shot, but it is a long shot. Well, because like, the Winnipeg Jets are absolute studs this year. That the so Winnipeg, going, Ju- the, going Winnipeg Jets, that. the Winnipeg Jets are top notch in the division. <laughs> Souls is back. <laughs> Did you just blow a gasket? <laughs> the Winnipeg Jets are like top notch in the division this year, and and they're they're poised to make a, a serious run, um, especially after the Hayes edition. Um, conditional picture is what hockey's all about. I was just surprised, but like, hey, you win the championship, and I I, I just you know surprised. well because so the, the thing is is that like the Rangers knew that they after dealing Zuccarello, which we'll get to on deadline day, they knew Hayes was a hot commodity and people needed him. Winnipeg especially needed him because they need that faceoff prowess. Right. They need somebody that can get high percentage wins offensively and defensively. Hayes is very consistent on all faceoff dots on the ice, which is not uncommon, but still not common. I mean, you want you if you want to find people like that, you're looking at like Bergerons and Tate, like people that are just consistently good at faceoff. Yeah. Hayes is one of those types of guys, and Winnipeg needs that. So they knew Winnipeg would be willing to overpay, but not by a lot. So in order to overpay, Winnipeg said, "Hey, we'll give you this pick if we win the the, the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle." And it, it's not really an effect on the Rangers or the the Jets because even if the Jets win it, they're losing a fourth round pick three years from now. So it's not that huge of a deal. Winnipeg is going to be in great shape for a long time. Um, but like I said, but what? But the Rangers got a very promising bottom six guy that can move his way up the lines. And they got a first round pick this year. The the Rangers are in in rebuild mode, um, which is very sad for hockey fans, only because you have to sit down and, and ask yourself where does Henrik Lundqvist fit into this rebuild, being an older netminder. So it's sad to think about that he could be on his way out. But anyway, uh, moving on, the New Jersey Devils got a 2022 fifth round pick. Um, from the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for Keith Kinkin, a goalie. Kincaid, sorry. Goalie. Uh, the Jackets won this trade. It's a fifth-round pick years from now. The Devils just they were just looking to move them. They didn't need them. Um, and, the, you know, it's not going to be the long-term replacement option for Bravosky, um, who, who's a pending free agent this year. But the Blue Jackets have, as we'll see later in these, the Blue Jackets are putting together a win-right-this-fucking-moment mentality. And they need solid goaltending backup, or backup goaltending for the playoffs. And Kincaid can do that for them. Uh, The San Jose Sharks? I don't understand. I just don't get what's what's going on with with, with the Sharks. They they literally have put together, in real life, a video game team. (laughs) They have the San Jose Sharks are just a fun team between Burns and Carlson and Thornton and everybody else. They add in, they added Gustav Nyquist to forward. Uh, they traded for to the red or they traded a 2019 second round pick and a 2020 third round conditional pick to the Red Wings in exchange for Nyquist. The Shark Sharks by far won this trade. This just adds so much more talent to their roster, they're like top 10. Uh, they broke down their roster, their, their, their lines, uh, one through four offensively. They're like top ten in every line for first, second, third, fourth across the league. Um, the, the Sharks are just getting ready to poise to score a lot of goals. Where are they game. in the uh, standings? Uh, I believe they're second. So they struggled in the beginning, right? 
a little bit, but they were also dealing with some some shit. Um, I don't think they're first though. Um, no, no, but they're very good. Yeah, they're they're ready to make the boys. Do you think they're better than like Nashville? That's tough. Yeah, San Jose is second, three points behind Calgary. Calgary sucks. <laughs> okay, they're gonna suck. Okay. Yeah, right now the playoff picture is uh, Tampa Bay, Boston, and Toronto, and the Atlantic, Islanders, Capitals, and Blue Jackets, and the Metropolitan, uh, Jets, Predators, Blues, in the Central, Flames, Sharks, Knights, in the Pacific, and in the wild card race in the East, you have the Canadians and the Hurricanes leading it. With Pittsburgh right outside knocking in, and then it falls off a little bit from Buffalo, Philly, Rangers, etc. And then in the West, you've got Dallas and Minnesota leading the charge in the wild card with Colorado, Arizona, and Chicago all within five. Coyotes, baby. Uh, moving on trade-wise, there's two more trades to get to. These were not uh, trade deadline day trades, but still very big trades in terms of names. Uh, the, like mentioned earlier, the Ottawa Senators moved Matt Duchesne. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets acquired Matt Duchesne, forward, uh, Dezingle, defenseman, Bergman, and a 2019 seventh round pick. Ottawa in exchange got prospect forward Vitali, uh, prospect forward Anthony Duclair, well not prospect, but promising and talent forward Duclair. Prospect or forward Davidson, a 2019 first round pick, a 2020, uh, 2020 first round pick, and a 2020 and 21 second round pick. That's a lot. Yeah, but the Blue Jackets won this trade by a lot. They got Duchesne, an absolute stud number one center. This guy is top fucking notch. The Blue Jackets decided. We're not gonna, you know what? We're not gonna re-sign Panarin and Bravosky. The the goal is to still do that, but right now it's not looking like that's what's gonna happen. Instead of trading Panarin, instead of training Bravosky, let's bring in more talent and win now. And that's what they did. They brought in Duchesne, absolute stud. They also got an amazing depth goal scorer in Zingle. How many years is Duchesne under contract for? Duchesne's a free free agent after this year. Okay. Um, And that is where the Blue Jackets' problems, fan base-wise, are going to arise. The Blue Jackets have never won a playoff round. Ever. They've always been a contending team, but they've never gotten out of the first round. If they cannot get out of the first round this year and manage to watch Bravosky, Duchesne, and Panarin walk, it's going to be very difficult for, for Columbus Blue Jackets front office. Do the blue does hockey have the same kind of thing as the NFL with compensatory picks? If you watch a free agent walk, you get some kind of picks. No, because the NHL is like real. Those <laughs> contemporary, contemporary. compensatory. Those are bullshit. Oh, you didn't sign a guy, so you get a pick for him. I thought it was compensatory. It's it, but it's just like compensatory. oh, you didn't commissary. This, you didn't want this guy, so he went somewhere else, and we're gonna give you a pick for him. What? Can't wait for next year to happen. It's like it's like I could at least stomach it if it was like you get their pick. Nah, you just get an extra pick. Should I'll throw another pick in there. Bullshit. Anyway, and then the other before trade deadline trade was the 
Dallas Stars acquired Matthew Garello in exchange for a uh, 2019 second round pick and 2020 third round pick, both conditional. The conditions are the 2019 second round pick becomes a first round pick if the Dallas Stars make the Western Conference Finals. And the 2020 third round pick becomes a 2020 second round pick if Matthew Garello resigns this offseason with the Dallas Stars. What are the chances they make the final? Uh, final, they're more likely to resign than they are to make the finals. Okay. Just a lot of talent to go through. But the Stars initially really won this trade. Not anymore. Rangers won this trade big time. After the injury? Matt Zuccarello took a, Matt Zuccarello's first game last night against the Blackhawks. Came in, fit like a glove, right in with the Dallas Stars. First few shifts, scored a goal in his opening game. Upper body injury out six weeks. Oh. And that's, that's, the that's worst. rough. That's that's rough. I mean, as of right now, the Rangers still want to get the stars. Obviously, the stars only gave up picks to acquire Zuccarello. So all the talent they had on the team that got them to where they are right now is still there and will continue to keep pushing them forward. And when Zuccarello returns, will only strengthen that. So I don't see them being in any big hurt in terms of missing the playoffs. But I don't I just don't see him being a Western Conference final contender. And are we more than halfway through the season? Yes. Got it. Thank you. But anyway, um, the Zuccarello, the, the condition of Zuccarello resigning is going to be interesting because they have two, uh, I, their names are escaping me, but they have two promising like young talents that are up for contract renewals that also kind of have like proven that they're worth contracts for the Stars. So it's going to be kind of interesting because if they're going to sign Zuccarello, who is a star, they're probably not going to be able to keep these two young guys. But you also look at it as these two young guys, who knows what they're going to get moving forward, as opposed Sagan, Ben, and Zuccarello. That's a pretty mean three bunch. Trade deadline was fucking awesome. There's a bunch of other trades I didn't talk about because I don't have all the time in the world. But I need, to, I need to touch on those. Those were important trades. I agree. Yes, sir. I would love to have it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, not sorry, not to interrupt, but the, the big thing about the trade line was fucking big teams made big moves. This wasn't a bunch of fringe teams making moves to push themselves in the playoffs. This was this was heavyweight fighters. This was Mike Tyson's and Muhammad Ali's yeah. adding more pieces to just completely destroy everybody in their way. It's gonna be real fun, especially the Western Conference. Who do you think? It's gonna be real fucking fun. Who, who do you like, who do you think made the made the most out of the trade deadline? Columbus, by far. Columbus was like, we're doing this now. This is going to happen whether everybody wants it to or not, and we're, <laughs> we're going to just destroy the world. And they're sitting at the three spot right now, and they're four points behind Washington with a little over 20 games, to, 21 games left to play. Yeah, I could very easily see them climbing their way into the two spot. I don't know if they're – I mean, the Islanders are only two points ahead of Washington, but I two points is a lot. I mean, it, it's a win, but you got to figure – even a win and a loss means they're tied, and I don't know where the tiebreakers stand, but it all means nothing for the Blue Jackets, unfortunately, in my opinion. Do you, does the trade deadline have any uh, uh, effect on your outlook for the uh, Stanley Cup game? Do you, who do you think is going to make it there? Mm. Yes. But Souls had a question. Yes. So, off topic. Say if my team played your team, right? Okay. My team beat so your Phillies team. So the Phillies played the Bulls. 
Yep. My team beat your team. You have kickball. Do you have to take a shot? What? Uh, I see what he's getting at yeah, here. I mean, that's how we. Well, I mean, so I'm I'm, the, I'm a fan of doing this for like all games. It gets a lot more tricky when we start doing like baseball, especially <laughs> for you and Kendall. Um, yeah, I see what Souls <laughs> is getting at here. Mark right, has to take a shot. Why? What happened? Sixers beat the Pelicans. Ah, all right. Well, that's fair. I think we should do it for all all head to head matchups. All of them. if they happen in the week. And that's what I'm saying. That's what, that's that's be great, especially the Phillies and the Mets play. Like imagine imagine the Phillies and the Mets play in a four game series and you sweep them. Kyle, that's not gonna happen. No, just, just, nope. just toss it to him. Do it. If Rebecca <laughs> shit wasn't there, that would have been a clean catch. Then also another question: mm-hmm. We should all take a shot of silence. James Harden lost his thirty point streak. He did. He only scored twenty eight tonight against the Hawks. Wow. Yeah. So, shot of silence. What did it finish at? Thirty-five. Yeah. So I want to take a shot. Mock. You double down. We'll finish off with Mock. He'll, he'll give him a chance to recover. Oh, that is just awful. Recover your shit. <laughs> he doesn't have to drive home, so that's true. That is no not excuse. great. Well, I, I have to drive up. a short distance. No, no, that doesn't count. You can walk there. <laughs> no, it's too cold for yeah, that. Yeah, it's windy. Horse and buggy. <laughs> Wish that'd be nice. <laughs> I said, that's ill-advised. <laughs> right. I should have caught it. Did you have any more questions? Anybody have any questions about the NHL, the trade deadline stuff? I mean, I I'm, obviously, this is the first time we've... I'm, I'm grateful that Paul covered it because, I mean, so much stuff happened, yeah. and, and we are just so... much of bullshit so, if we didn't cover it. And I'm just saying, we are I would have boycotted so the station. Ill-prepared. Not the station, that's not fair. Just the show, mixtape. Though. Just mixtape right. Saturday. I would have boycotted it. <laughs> All right, so you Sorry, said that, Manny. yes, it does affect your view of who's in the finals. Yeah, I think Nashville's in the finals now. Okay. Who's 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 on the other side? Oh, Tampa Bay was never not in the finals. Okay. <laughs> this is this is this is Tampa Bay's Stanley Cup to win. Okay. And they're gonna lose it. That's the thing. They got Stamkos. They're gonna Stamkos. They're gonna lose it. We beat him last week. Last Stim Stimkos. Stimkos. No. Nope. We beat him. Stimkos. There's man in there. They're gonna lose. I just know it. The Flyers won last night six to four. Pretty bummed though, man. Like that's what I'm saying. Like hockey, like if you guys could like do research on it, it, it's just like hockey is so much more of a family sport than any of the other four major sports. I mean, they played the stadium series. I don't know what that means. Play outside. Okay. So they played the 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 Philly uh, Philly the Flyers and the the Penguins played at Lincoln Financial Field, the home of the Eagles. They play outside. Yeah. And um, they were gonna give uh, Claude Giroux was they gonna get like the game puck or whatever, whatever they do. Everyone has different things. And then Claude Giroux decided that he was gonna give it to Voracek because Voracek set up the the game winning goal or whatever, you know, whatever happened or whatever. And Voracek just is like, you know, we got a lot of shit going on right now, and we're not sure what's gonna happen. This belongs to Wayne Simmons. That's kind of cool. It's, and, and you see, like, Lundqvist getting choked up about Zuccarello being gone. He got choked up again today after Hayes was gone. Like, just family, man. Yeah. It's family. Hockey's family. And on top of it, too, NHL on Sirius, NHL Network, the best. Best sports. People were getting traded. They had him, like, Hayes got traded. Not even 90 seconds after he was traded, they had him on air to talk about the trade. That's <laughs> impressive. Like, the NFL trade, they have, like, Pete Carroll on every week. <laughs> because they just know that it'll come on. 
But, like, if someone got traded, like, when the K.J. Wright shit was happening or whatever, you know, traded, injuries, PEDs, whatever you want to call it. No big deals or whatever. But they're like, oh, you just got traded? Get on. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to say the thing that made me most interested in hockey was... Um, Watching the Blues get spanked by the Blackhawks? No. Um, the video last year when they finally handed Ovi the, the Stanley Cup. Dude, Summer of Ovi was great. Summer of Ovi was, it was fantastic. It was... I, yeah, I with the Stanley Cup and a fountain. Yeah. I, I subscribed to his Instagram just to follow that. It was so much fun. You don't have to pay for it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I... You, what, you just follow him. I, I wouldn't have if it wasn't. But you, but you I had subscribe. an exclusive membership. But should you subscribe? Eighteen ninety nine a month. I, so if you're I, paying nine ninety nine a month to follow him, I need to get an Instagram account like that. Because <laughs> if one person follows me, it's better than I'm doing now. I wouldn't follow any of you. I thought Rebecca looks like death. It's like ten fifty. Looks like she's gonna die. Beer reviews. Souls. All right. So, how's your journal looking? Yeah. All right. So soul made from Evilton Brewing. It started off dicey. As I drank it, got a lot better. It became my fifth favorite beer. <laughs> too juicy. Too juicy super, too. In no order. Too juicy. Super duper double citra. Uh, Milwaukee's best in Bush. No. Alright, it became my sixth favorite beer. <laughs> a little juicy is up there. A little juicy is so juicy. But... It was really, it was good after the first couple of sessions. Like no, I ain't gonna go not. too far. Like it gave me a quality start, but you know, the big boy came in. <laughs> Twelve <laughs> innings safe. Throwing ninety nine mile per hour gas for six straight innings. Striking out the side for six straight. Doing innings. its thing. His thing. You know, super duper double citra. First favorite beer. By far. Good. They just discontinued that. <laughs> Did they, they really? really? Yep. <laughs> Kyle's going out to buy 18 cases of it Did tomorrow. Really? Till next year. Wow. Well, well, guess what? I hate beer now. That is disingenuous. I hate beer now. Don't wait until softball comes around and drink all the yingling lights. Hey, after a while, they taste like IPAs. <laughs> and after a while, they, they taste all the same. Well, I like Z-Hack. It tastes like yingling light. No, no, no. I uh, yeah, went through a machine washable. <laughs> Started off with the focal banger from Alchemist. I mean, really, I I think it's an incredible beer. Um, real nice, nice juicy IPA. Um, I gave it five stars. I like it a lot. Five? Yeah. It means it has to be the best beer you ever had. <laughs> I uh, I five. also was given uh from Solzy a super duper double citra. Better be safe. Now. I, I gave it four stars. It, it is a very solid beer. Um, there's there's ones that I like more than it, but it is a very good good IPA. I enjoyed it. Better than that piece of shit that you had. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it, Five stars? Yeah. I, it's got to be the best beer you've ever had. <laughs> the best beer. Is it the best beer you've ever had? It's tied with it. What's, What's the, the best beer you've ever had? If you say year? something from Czech, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> you can't. That's not fair. Yes, I can. You can't. The Czech beers are good, but they're not five stars good. Have you ever had a Czech beer? Yes, he's brought them on. We had had a show. Three and a half to four. I think some of them are good. Okay, what was your what was your top overall? Miller Genuine Draft. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, last week Heineken out of the mini keg in a cooler you sat on. (laughs) Paul's making a joke off of last week's show (laughs) because I gave the Heady Topper five also. Yeah, and then and was ridiculed. 
Well, then fucking Phil was like, oh, I can't give a beer five stars. Then what's the point of rating it? <laughs> anyway, moving on. Starlet new, from City Steam. Starlet was from New England <laughs> City Starlet was pretty good. Um, I don't drink a lot of APAs, but this one. APAs. EPAs. Farouk and Bradshaw. I don't drink a lot of IPAs. This one was very good. Um, very mellow taste. Um, I'd give it three stars. I'd drink it again, but. Who'd you like better, Farouk or Bradshaw? Oh, In the APA? Bradshaw. Yeah. Bradshaw. Farouk. Nah, Bradshaw. Damn! Bradshaw <laughs> transcends all. Yeah, he, he was underappreciated throughout his whole career. Yeah. Oh, no. Cowboy Dominatrix? How can you beat it? <laughs> He's also a very racist bastard. Yeah. Who, who cares? The best skit they ever did was him hunting Eddie Guerrero on the oh. Mexican border. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that was when wrestling was at its peak. All right, and then the Relic? Then the Relic. Um, I ended up picking this Relic beer. what? Relic Wintermane. I ended up picking this beer because it looks like something that belongs at a disturbed album cover. Um, <laughs> this got you know five what? stars. Wasn't too terrible. Five stars. <laughs> this got five stars. This is I can say that because I haven't drank a lot of beer aside from shitty stuff. All right. Remember that time that we went to Nine Packers for looking for a lining Google summer wheat? This is the same guy getting five stars to a beer right now. <laughs> That ranking may change as I be, or as I continue my delve into the world of beers, but oh as God. of right now, this got that. five stars. Oh, this was by that. far the most fantastic beer that I've had. I gave Goose Island Bourbon County four and a half stars. That's just it. <laughs> I have a five star beer, but I haven't had it on the show. Can I just what, say what? this? Because I can't get it. <laughs> if they ever discontinued this beer, I'd drink only Nip for the rest of my life. That's an odd thing to say. <laughs> and do. Red Baron? I start off with a double fuzzy from Nip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dogfish Worldwide Stout. You you opened it and drank it, and you didn't like it. Oh, it yeah. Um, I was not a huge fan of that. Uh, Winterbane came in, hit three grand, grand slams. Like, you know, three grand slams. Uh, Winterbane came in and gave up, like, 18 runs and pretty much lost the game for... The Winterbane gave up 18 runs? The thing you gave five stars gave no, up no, no, 18 no, 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 runs? No, the, the, the whatever. Oh, right. Yeah, that. Double fuzzy from Nebco started the game. Um, I swear to God, it's five stars. No, uh, listen, <laughs> I'm a practical person. You know me. I'd give it, I did give it four stars. Uh, first time I ever had it out of the can. I enjoyed it. I would uh, absolutely get it again. Um, very tasty. Not too heavy. Uh, what? <laughs> no, I'm laughing at something else. I'm laughing at this. is funny. Um, then I moved nice down. Shirt, and I, uh, I played cleanup uh, for the mass there. I, I also had the oak-aged... Uh, Worldwide Stout of Vanilla, or I missed that part, from Dogfish. Uh, it was okay. It was tasty. Kind of boozy, I felt. Zero uh, stars. I gave it two stars. Um, you know, the thing is, I, I put Wood Enjoy for breakfast, which is true. <laughs> <laughs> you, no longer, you can no longer call yourself a stout drinker. So let me put it this way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a bunch of them. I would probably have this one, and that's it. You, the person who I had to convince to not buy a handle of grain alcohol, said that was too good. <laughs> well, I guess as, as far as, you know, I don't know, maybe perhaps I don't like the vanilla aspect that much. You like the vanilla coffee porter from Timbal Island? I saw it. It's, it's way so more vanilla-y. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I, mean, I don't even know if I would get And I, I lost the game with the Genesee Cream Ale. Uh, yeah, we, we were holding the game and we, we, blew, we blew it at the end. Uh, Genesee is awful. In all aspects. Why did you that drink Genesee it? Ice. 
It's all bad. I got I got the Genesee because we had it. This was Mark brought this like three weeks ago and he still hasn't drank <laughs> it. Forgot so about it. So I just uh, is this the it. one that you really didn't like? The Genesee, it, it's just, it's, in my opinion, it's not good. Would I, if I lived in New York, if I lived in upstate New York, like if, if I lived in Utica, for example, which nope. isn't upstate. What about right? Hancock? He only said Utica because it's on the office. Yep. Utica. No, I, I, I would. What about, what about Poughkeepsie? I'm very, very familiar with Utica. Poughkeepsie as well. What I would drink Hancock? Genesee. If I, no, if I lived in Hancock, I would drink Pennsylvania beer. That's how much I dislike Genesee. And that's a wrap. All right. I had, th- I had three beers. Uh, the first beer I had was Stunner for the Win, a New England IPA from Beard Brewing. Give it three and a half. I gave it five. Yeah, I did. Three and a half. I actually liked it. I mean, I didn't mind it either. It's an IPA's drinker's IPA. It was very hazy, very bitter, a lot of hops. If you're an IPA drinker, that's like an IPA beer. I mean, that's you know, I mean, I, I like the the staple IPA kind of thing. I don't like all this like fruity grapefruit shit. You're talking about. Like a little juicy. Nah, I'm just gonna like a little juicy. That fuck beer can go juicy. fuck itself. Um, uh, I would give that beer a negative half star. No, I'm just oh. kidding. I'm just kidding, Kyle. We were about to throw down. No, we. Won't. I'd I'd watch. You I'd don't watch have a ride home if we throw down. Uh, golden color, citrusy and skunky in the aroma, hazy, bitter, and citrusy in the taste. I like it. True IPA flavors. Three and a half stars. Sure, I'd get it again. Second, flip to my pictures, my labels. A lot of extra pages here. Second, I had the Dogs versus Shinobi from Beard, also a collaboration with Pipeworks. Give it a two to half. Uh, 6.5% alcohol, straw color with golden color as well, citrus and yeasty. Flavor with citrus and floral, very serviceable. I could enjoy as a one-time beer or crush a four-pack. I give it four stars. I'd absolutely get it again. Um, there was nothing about it that was like super like, wow, like this is the greatest beer ever type of thing, but... Like I said, I'm just like I could have one and be satisfied. I could bring a four pack to a softball game and drink all of them. Six and a half percent didn't really do it justice because it felt way lower, which I always like in a beer when it's a high percent and feels lower. And I finished off with Pub Beer from Ten Barrel Brewing in Bend, Oregon. Of five percenter, two ninety nine for the five uh, twenty five ounce. Straw colored, smelled like bread, tastes like skunk. <laughs> Notes, eh. <laughs> Stars, one. Probably wouldn't get it. Kendall, you're going to love this beer. I saved it for the rest of it for you. Oh, it okay. pretty much tastes like Coors Rattler. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's very exciting. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, for me it is, because I'm a rat. Ugh, that's stupid. Sorry, guys. You should chug the private stock. You should chug you're, you're, you're right. You're right. Let's do that. Where can they find us, Machine? Be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's drinking the discontinued Super Duper Double Citra or just like shitting all over one of the best Stout's dogfish ever produced. <laughs> Be sure to follow us and subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Where you find podcasts and internet radio shows, you find us. We are on the PPRN Radio Network every Monday night. From 8 to 11. Ish. Yeah, ish. Be sure to check out the Peter Pino Show every Tuesday and Wednesday from 7.30 to 10.30. Ish. Tuesday nights has me and Kendall on there. You. Yeah. Um, Mixtape Saturdays. A lot of good stuff on PPR. Kendall Download and it. I. Fuck you, Kyle. Download the app. It's proper grammar. Check it out. You got schooled in grammar by Kyle. Mm. How does that make you feel? Like drinking more private stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have better grades than two people here. Rebecca and me. Nope. Kendall and me. Better grades than yourself? Kendall and I, That's you dick. Uh... <laughs>
Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not the same effect when you correct souls. I know. I live my life, son. I don't even know what you're referencing. What better grades than what? We, we both just sucked at school. Oh, I understand. Actually, Kyle, you and I are more the same than you think. <laughs> more the same. All right, well, on this edition of Getting Fucked with Grammar, uh, make sure to tune in to Quick Around the Horn. All right. All right. Nothing like cutting off Paul there. Make sure to tune in, like as Mox said, make sure to tune in to all the PPRN Radio Network programs. We will be back next week. We have all kinds of fun stuff planned. But until then, do we? I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Washable. <coughs> so is that. <laughs> I saw a moisture out of his mouth. Oh, the mask is Massey. And I'm the Red Baron. <laughs> Drink that. Yeah.